Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hey, we got a couple of shockers. That's coming right up. But right now, it's time to say this is Fox Football Sunday. Here's my guy, my partner, my friend. The one and only Mr. Brian No. Hello, B. How are you? It's that time, week four in the NFNL. Well, I'm looking forward to week four of the NFL. I, uh, I'm not looking forward to discussing Cincinnati's win over the Irish. I didn't know? even go there. I did yeah, not go there. There's other things to discuss. We may touch on that in passing. But I, I got something that I want to get off my chest, if I may, because uh-huh. I want to pull back the onion a little bit because we have no secrets here. We're a family. You know, as families sometimes have squabbles. But, you know, I want to get it out in the open, let people know where we stand. I get a text recently from our guy, Nikki B., who was not with us last week. And he says, hey, I missed you guys. Now, I got to ask you up front, did he once give you a phone call during the week say, Brian, I miss you? I haven't heard from him until I got this text. So what, what is he trying to prove? He missed us? I mean, come on. I didn't hear from him. Did you? Did Chris? Did Chris? Did, did Brian Fenley? I just don't know. Someone says they miss you. I mean, nope. they would get on the horn and say, hey, you know, I, how's it going? I miss you. 
You didn't hear him. Uh, it's, it's another weird road we're going down here. Um, uh, no, I'm not with you. In this day and age, you don't have to pick up the phone to be like, I missed you, so I'm calling you. If someone calls me, you know, more times than not, I'm like, is something wrong? Is there an emergency? Well, then why are you calling me? You know, I don't know. It's just a different day and age. So I take uh, no offense by Nikki okay. B not calling I'm just happy he's here. Yeah. I, just, I just wanted to know if you had heard from him during the week. Be prior no. to like 24 hours before the show. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm glad he's back. You know, he's a vital part of this operation, and I'm glad he's with Are us. Are you right sure now. about that? I am positive about that. I Are you sure am. about that? Oh, yes, I am. I really Are am. Are you sure, sure about that? Yes, I am. What has this guy got a nope. soldering problem? Come on, let's go. Let's move on here. By the way, let's get into some college football. I'm not going to go there. I'm not. I'm going to avoid the state of Indiana. We got to okay. go there. We got to go there at some well, point. Not, not yet. Definitely will. The, okay. There's right. a bigger game. There was a bigger okay. game, Oregon, right now, and the Pac-12. I, I got to feel for this now. I mean, it was probably the best game yesterday. It really was the Cardinal top number three, Oregon, 31-24 in OT. And that was the first loss after Oregon had that big win over Ohio State. So it kind of throws the Pac-12, you know, kind of out the window. You know, this conference has only had two teams in the college football playoff, the worst of any Power 5. See, you got to feel for the Pac-12 a little bit. And where are they going right now? I don't know where Oregon's going right now. They should run the schedule the rest of the way, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. So we'll see what happens. But it was a great game. I was shocked. and I thought Oregon would run them out, but they didn't. Well, it's funny because uh, Stanford had tweeted, you know, the win probability. They'll sometimes do that on ESPN if you're lo- watching right. the game right on the game cast. It'll have the win probability. It had at one point Oregon with a 100% win probability. <laughs> and Stanford after the game was like, huh, interesting. And yeah. Didn't quite turn out that way. But yeah, how about uh, Oregon? They fight all the way back. They were trailing 17-7. to they had a stranglehold lead of the game late, and they just they didn't put it away. Stanford comes back, and they score a touchdown with no time remaining. They actually had an extra play following a defensive penalty. They score a touchdown, and it was shades of NC State the week before right. when this team that's a big underdog scores, and they could go for two at the end of regulation to try to win the game right there. NC State didn't do that against Clemson. I thought that was the right move. Stanford didn't do it against Oregon yesterday. I thought that was the right move also. I just am not a fan unless you are a huge underdog and have no business going to overtime. There have been some peculiar bounces of the ball late, and it's a high-scoring game. Then you go for two. Fine, there are some exceptions. But more times than not, the big underdog, don't have this opinion of, like, we're lucky to even be this close to winning the game. You have to be perfect if you go for two. There is no margin for error. I would much rather kick the extra point and battle it out in overtime. That's what NC State did last week against Clemson. That's what Stanford did yesterday against Oregon, and both teams benefited from that. They certainly did. Uh, the Ducks now fall to 1-1 one and one in the Pac-12, 4-1 and one overall. The Cardinal of Stanford, 3-2 and two overall, 2-1 and one now in the Pac-12, and, and really a, a big move here, which I don't think is commented about a lot. Now, Tana McKee, uh, basically the quarterback right now for Oregon, was like 20 for 36 for like 225, 230 yards, three touchdowns. But at the season opener, when Stanford played uh, when Stanford played against Kansas State, I think it was, they started Jack West, and now they moved to McKee. So, so McKee now starting quarterback for Stanford. So I, I think that's a major difference right there, and we'll see what happens down the stretch for the Stanford Cardinal. 
Yeah, they stink. I mean, that's the bottom line. It was a nice win for them yesterday for sure, but that program has been sputtering. And I yeah. love David Shaw. He does a great job overall, but they have not been what they were, right? Like that program was nothing forever. The Harbaugh comes around. Man, man, he got him rolling. David Shaw took the baton from there. He's had a lot of success, but they have absolutely been sputtering lately. And that was a nice win for them yesterday, but they're still a three and two football team. So it's one of these deals where the Pac 12 is basically the anti ACC, at least over the yeah. last five years or so, right? Because the ACC overall, it doesn't have great depth, but they had that marquee team in Clemson that right. made the conference look better than it actually is top to bottom and it's the exact opposite with the Pac-12 it's a little deeper of a conference but they don't have that one marquee team that's making it to the college football playoff that's making noise once they get there and that's the same thing right now I think it's a deeper conference than the ACC but they don't have that one team that's a threat to make it to the playoff right now you know, it, it's funny because the Pac-12 right now doesn't get a lot of exposure anyway, and we've talked about this simply because it's on the West Coast and uh, East Coast voters and East Coast media people. Those games just start too late, and you know, before the advent of the computer and and the internet, you know, I'm talking about 10, 15 years ago, you'd almost have to wait for Monday morning's newspapers to find out what happened on the Pac-12 and the West Coast games. That's just about it. But I will give I will give Stanford a lot of credit. I tell you, what do I what do I mean by that? You know, there are some schools, and one of them happens to be your school that you root for, Notre Dame. Not that Notre Dame officials said this, but some Notre Dame alums have said this, that it's very difficult to recruit because of the academic standards at Notre Dame. I never heard that out of Stanford, and I give them a lot of credit for that because they could go down that road and say, well, we can't compete because the academics is just too hard to recruit kids to come in here. I don't hear that out of Stanford. Well, I don't hear it out of Notre Dame either. I just I heard hear that people Notre, on the heard, outside coming. No, it's I heard it from so a Notre Dame announcer years ago. Okay, that's uh, not coming I mean, from Notre Dame. Like, well, that's, I mean, it's, it's a comment. I mean, it comes. It, it's part of Notre Dame. I said no Notre Dame official has said that. I don't think they would say that. I don't think it's, it's the right thing to say if you work for an academic institution. But, you know, those comments have been made. And they don't make them out of Stanford. So that's just a comment, okay? I, and I, I would believe it probably is tough to recruit for Notre Dame. Of course and tough it to is. Recruit for St- All Stanford. right, now here's the thing. Let me get this off my chest because enough of Stanford. Go away, Stanford. I'm kidding. But uh, right. with the Notre Dame loss against Cincinnati, here's the one thing I have to tell you because it can't be both ways. Going into Saturday – yeah. All we heard about Notre Dame, and it was true. It's ah, this team, they're nothing special. They're barely getting by their opponents. And look at how their opponents have fared once Notre Dame has beaten them, right? All that's true. And then all of a sudden, Saturday happens, and it's what a win for Stanford. Uh, what a win for Cincinnati. Man, what a win. It can't be both ways. It can't be this mediocre, sputtering Notre Dame team that's barely getting by. Then Cincinnati beats them. And just because they're from a, a group of five conference and they're the little engine that could, it's what a win for Cincinnati. It's ridiculous. It just well, doesn't I, I, make sense. I will sense. say this. I, I'm going to meet you halfway on that because I looked. I didn't go to the game, obviously, but I watched it on TV. And then after the game, the local media, you would have thought that it was New Year's Eve, Christmas, and everything else all wrote, wrote up 
happened to one and, and the Cincinnati Reds World Series win. I mean, it was almost nauseating. It really was. They were interviewing live shots with the parents of the players of Cincinnati, and they were calling this the greatest victory, not only in Cincinnati football history, but the greatest victory in Cincinnati athletics history. You got to pull wow. it back a little bit. You got to pull it back just a, a drop because I was ready to put my finger down my throat and, and puke. Really. <laughs> well, it, well it they should game. be fired up. They should be fired up. That's a really nice win for them. Okay, it was based a good on win. the history and all that. Yes, but here's the thing: like we know the history of Notre Dame, and you know I'm not homering out here, but this is important. This is why this win by Cincinnati is being overrated. Notre Dame has a rich history. We get it. They've won national championships. Newt Rockney, right? The the lore, touchdown, Jesus, all that stuff. Rudy, but, but yeah, fine. But in 2021, it's a decent Notre Dame team that's nothing special. So it's all about 2021 for Cincinnati. They beat a Notre Dame team that's good, not great. So their win should be looked at just like that. That's a good win, not a great win. It can't just be the history of Cincinnati, the history of Notre Dame, and this win yesterday is blown out of proportion. It's a nice win. It's nice, but... Man, when that's just making your entire resume, it's not that great of a resume. That's all. I would say this. I think part of the the, the euphoric attitude happened that after that win – was simply because that Cincinnati normally does not play a ranked team, normally does not play a ranked team on the road, and Notre Dame has a lot of star power to it. And I think the last time Cincinnati had played Notre Dame was in 1901, and they lost that game. So it it was a big deal to play Notre Dame, period. And if they would have lost the game, it still would have been a big deal, and they would have said, oh, well, it's it's Notre Dame, that's why we lost. They played well, and they played well against a team that really struggled early on against a team well, like Toledo. When this they, is when all Notre I'm Dame- saying. This is it. Let's make it simple. Take the emotion out of it. When we're looking at who should be a playoff team and who shouldn't, we got a lot of that reaction yesterday. Like I was watching SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt, and his point was basically, if Cincinnati can't get in, how do, how do they get in, right? Like, what's the recipe? You tell me what the recipe is for a group of five team to get in, if not for Cincinnati. And it's like, hold on a second. Wait, well, I'll ask you, it, why it, should it, they hold get on, in? Hold on, hold on. If, if you just look at their resume, let's say they run the table. All right, time will tell if they do. If they run the table, if they don't have a good enough resume compared to the teams around them, I'm not grading on a curve. I'm not getting emotional and like, what about the little guy? If the little guy has the goods, if that team has the resume, I will be the loudest voice you will hear arguing on their behalf. But if there are other teams that have more impressive resumes and have played tougher competition, they deserve it over any team that doesn't have the goods. But we get so emotional and we're often running on this stuff. And many people turn into crazy people. You know, if you don't have the resume, by see ya. You're not invited into the club. That's the way it goes. The greatest thing that happened to Cincinnati yesterday was not so much that they beat Notre Dame, which is a good deal for them on their resume, is the fact that Oregon lost. That opens up a little bit of a breathing hole for them that they can move in. But I will tell you this much. They're still not in the top four this week. I will tell you this much. Alabama won. They're going to be number one. Georgia, they're going to get some number one votes. Georgia's a pretty darn good football team, but they'll still be number two. Penn State shutting out uh, uh, who they shut out yesterday, 24th? Indiana. They shut out Indiana. (laughs) By the way, that's the the next best win for Cincinnati is beating a horrible Indiana team. 
I say Penn State's three. Iowa had a big one. They're going to be number four. Cincinnati may sneak into five, maybe Oklahoma five, six, whatever. And I think that's where it's going to be. It's going to be tough. And they still have to run the table. One loss for Cincinnati, and they're done. You know, and, and that saying, tells you a lot. It tells you right. their schedule sucks. That was the well, most the impressive win for sucks. them. Yeah, of course it does. We've I've, we've talked ad nauseum about the AC, as I call it, the AAC. <laughs> but it's just don't grade on a curve for the group of five team. I'm not saying you don't belong here. If you bring the goods, you're more than welcome in my book in the college football playoff. But you've got to have the goods. You've got to have the solid resume. And you have to be really honest with yourself when you're assessing how resumes stack up among each other. But I'll tell you this. Man, who's ever in the Final Four? It is wide open right now. It is going to be a total crapshoot. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. I love there's no dominant team, although, again, I say that Georgia's going to get some number one votes this week, and I think Georgia's a pretty good football team. You can make an argument that Georgia is kind of maybe neck and neck with Alabama. I mean, I think no, Georgia's... I, I wouldn't go quite there, but I mean, they're... They're, they're close. The, one and one A, maybe. I'd go one and two, just like okay. it is, right? But th- that's yeah. me. But outside of Alabama and Georgia, who are clearly the, the uh, cream of the college football crop right now... Man, who's three, who's four? Your guess is as good as mine right now because it could be a lot of different combinations when it's all said and done. Right, and, and to, to your credit, I mean, it's all about the scheduling. I mean, when I see that Oregon beats Ohio State several weeks ago and then Ohio State comes back and, like, knocks out Rutgers, I mean, what, 52-14? I mean, there's no real common denominator. There's no way to judge it because the scheduling is so crazy. Last week, Penn State is playing Villanova. I, I have no idea how good really Penn State is when you play a Villanova. Now, they played Indiana yesterday. Indiana's not a good football team. And when Cincinnati played them, they weren't even ranked. So the only ranked team Cincinnati played thus far this year is Notre Dame, and they were ranked better than Notre Dame than they should have been Notre Dame according to ranking purposes. Uh... I mean, uh, listen, uh, it's early. We'll put it that Real way. Real early. You're right. right. <laughs> and when yeah. you have some of these non-conference games that are garbage, yeah, it's not the easiest thing to assess the quality of a team. So we need more information, and time right. will tell. Yeah, more games, more information. We'll see what happens in them. You know, it'll all even out, hopefully, in the end. But I will say the one big loser yesterday has to be the Pac-12. No doubt in my mind the Pac-12 is out of it. But he is Brian No. Get him on Twitter, at The No Show. That's N-O-E Show. At Andy Furman FSR. We'll read the tweets. We'll retweet them. That's what we're going to do. We have the lineup today. Bronx Talk Radio in this hour with the amazing Chris P. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting. And, of course, Brian No and No's picks in hour number three. Now, two teams are looking to get even. That's next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, 
Lil Dirk, and you're like, <laughs> see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you telling me see the whole time? <laughs> And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise. The fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This quarterback's for real. We'll tell you who he is in just about a minute. 23 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noah, I'm Andy Furman. And Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. And B, we got a couple of tweets. And uh, I'm shocked. I really am. I'm shocked that uh, Suck It Coop says... Uh, he says I'm correct about the situation with the uh, UCF level nauseating here in Cincinnati yesterday after that Cincinnati Bearcat win. It's not often that I get someone saying on Twitter or any place else that I'm correct. All right? So suck it up, Coop, says that I was correct. And it's true. I mean, it was nauseating, and it was just very like the UCF situation in Cincinnati yesterday. So we'll see what happens. You know, it's just it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. And then he says uh, that Mr. Nice Guy, a good friend of the show, Mr. Mm-hmm. Nice Guy says that uh, students who attend Stanford don't care about Stanford football. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't haven't heard any surveys about that, but maybe that's true. Well, look true. at the stands. Uh, there, stands there was aren't exactly air. packed. More people in the library, perhaps, you think? <laughs> By the way, we should get um, we should get some reaction on Twitter from uh, Chris, our technical producer, who is way, way, way too giddy about new Limp Biscuit. Yeah, there he is. He's way too excited about this. Right before we came back, he's like, you ready for some new Limp Biscuit?" I told him, there's never a time I'm ever ready for new Limp Biscuit. Are you kidding me? Andy, this is grade A trash. You kidding? You don't have to tell me. You have to sell me on that. <laughs> Believe me. I'm with you there. I, that, Chris is he's just driving around in his car blasting this stuff. I, it was like Christmas morning when this came out for Chris. You kidding? Uh, I'm all about fun. the dad vibes. Yeah. Yeah, well, you you're, you beat to a different drum. There's no doubt about that. All That's right. why we love him. I know. I do love him. I really do. I mean, uh, I'd love to be on his podcast with you, but that'll come. 
down the road. No, it won't. It won't. That's never going to happen. You know, it would kill the joke. Chris is all about a joke. You know, he's all about a good joke. We're never going to be. He's about a good joke, but he is not a joke. That's for sure. You know what's a joke? I'll tell you a joke. This game, the Falcons and the Washington Football Club today, Falcons are getting one and a half. And the story of this game, at least in my mind, is the fact that both of these clubs have a lot of weaknesses, but I think that Atlanta has more because Washington may be winning because of their defensive strength. It could be an ugly game. I mean, Their defense stinks this year, Andy. I don't know if you've been watching them at all. No, it they has. were but, horrible last uh, week against, against Atlanta, Buffalo. Against, yeah, well, Buffalo. But against Atlanta, they'll be good enough to win. What? Danny Dimes carved them up. What have they done? They allowed the most third down conversions in the history of the NFL in week one to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. What have they done defensively all year? Well, what have they done, period, all year? I mean, really. I mean, both of these teams are one and two. But I think that Atlanta, I think, has more weaknesses than Washington. Well, hey, you could very well be correct about that. But I'm just... Going back with uh, what you're saying about Washington's defense, their defense has been arguably the biggest disappointment so far in the NFL. I mean, we thought great things were going to happen with Washington's defense. They have been brutal so far. And I don't know about you, Andy. I've had this feeling of, okay, it's the first game. You allowed a a lot of third-down conversions. Still a low-scoring game against the Chargers. They should rebound on a short week against Danny Dimes and the Giants, and they didn't at all. And then you're like, okay, well, all right, two straight games, not impressive. Maybe they bust out of the funk. I mean, the Steelers played great defense against Buffalo in week one, and then they got worked by Buffalo last week. So that defense, I mean, tell me another unit, you know, like an offense or a defense, where we thought we had a, a, a high uh, opinion of them, and they've completely disappointed us. No, you I don't know that. what. I would outshines say that Washington so far. Jonathan Allen has is, is been a pretty good pass rusher. And uh, I, I would say that they will win today, and I think it may be because of their defense. You're right. I mean, if, if they had any flagship thing going for them, it was the defensive situation because their offense is weak. And I think that they were going to play on their defense. And you're right, it has been somewhat of a disappointment, but I think it's going to be good enough today to beat a bad Atlanta Falcons team. And they're bad. They really are. Offensively, they're terrible. They're just a bad team. Well, it's funny because Atlanta, as bad as they are, they beat the Giants. And, you know, Daniel Jones and company didn't do much of anything against Atlanta. And that's the same Giants team that the week prior carved up Washington. So that's puts it in perspective for me. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Atlanta's a great team. They're not even good. But they fared better against a common opponent in the Giants over the last two weeks. So that that should give you some uh, assessment of where Washington's yeah, defense is right now. Game. Even Atlanta's defense did way better against them. Well, it was just 17-14. I mean, that was an ugly game. And by the way, Washington was at home when they faced the Giants, and Atlanta was on the road when they faced the Giants. Oh, well, you know what? If, if that's the case and you're so high in Atlanta, I mean, I, I would say that Washington's going to win this game. And they'll probably win by a touchdown. They very well could. It's not me being high on Atlanta. I'm really not. I'm just telling you. I'm just giving you a couple of examples to paint the picture that Washington's defense has been the biggest disappointment in the NFL thus far. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. I'm hearing you now. Now, here's this Buffalo. You're talking about Buffalo. Buffalo is playing at home against the Houston Texans. And I'm looking... And I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm cross-eyed here. It looks like the Houston Texans are getting 17 and a half. Yeah. 
That, that to me, that's the highest I've ever seen, really, in an NFL game, 17 and a half. No, it's that's, been higher than that. There have been a few games going back pretty, a few years. Like it's pretty darn high. I think it was Denver was favored by a ton against Jacksonville. That might have been in the Peyton Manning era, most likely. But it's happened before where you get some inflated point spreads every now and then. But, yeah, you don't typically see 17 and a half. That is a uh, high point spread in the NFL. But Buffalo, going back to last week, they were crushing Washington. And after that week one debacle. Well, that's the key. How'd they lose to Pittsburgh? That, that's the thing. I mean, you look at, if you want to go to various you know, common opponents and, and games that have been played, I, I think that it's good and it's great to study those things. But as the season rolls on, you're going to see more separation between Team A and Team B. And I look back right Right now, and I can't believe that the Buffalo Bills lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 23-16 on opening day. That, to me, is a mind-boggler. Well, I mean, it's week one. You know, some crazy yeah. stuff happens. But since then, Buffalo shuts out Miami. Now, a little asterisk, Tua went out in the first minute. Right. I don't know how much Tua was going to, you know, crush it. That game, we'll never know. But they shut out the Dolphins. That's an NFL team. Even though they went with Jacoby Brissett, and it was a shift on the fly. You saw last week that Miami with Jacoby Brissett, they put up decent amount of points, scored four touchdowns against Las Vegas, right? Like, yeah. to, So to shut out Miami, even with their backup quarterback, that's pretty impressive by Buffalo. And then they worked Washington last week. So they very well could cover that spread. I, I would stay far away from this game. I wouldn't bet it one way or the other. If you force me to, I I would reluctantly take the points just because that's a I, ton I would of take points. The points. Yeah, but I will say this: though. I, I was one that said that that Josh Allen was made a great quarterback because of Stephon Diggs, and I'm wrong. I mean, Stephon Diggs is great, but you look at what's happening right now. Emmanuel Sanders has really emerged. They got Dawson Knox at tight end. They got a great run game now with Zach Moss. I mean, the weapons that this team has is tremendous. I I love the Buffalo Bills. I hope they stay in Buffalo. You know, the rumor has it now they want a new stadium. They want to move. I hope they remain in Buffalo. Buffalo deserves this team. I, I'd slow down. Sometimes you get worked up. They do not have a great running game, uh, Andy. That's let's, let's. The running game is good enough to open it up for the passing game. That's what it's an adequate run game. It's not great. Look, this team is a real good team. It's well balanced. I like it a lot. I really do. Well, I think it's uh, the strength is obviously the passing attack no doubt. and the defense, yes. right? The running game is down the list there, but I, I, overall, it's a very good team, solid. I love the way yes. they built it, and Josh Allen, he's showing this uh, this year that last year was not just a flash in the pan. That's like the key. He, he's he's the real deal, man. He's got You're it. Right. You're exactly right. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday. And we're on Fox Sports Radio. And one quarterback is on the path to failure. That's next. But first, a man who never fails, our guy, Daddy. Brian Fenley with the ladies. Two guys is enough for Daddy. me. Daddy. Wow. Hey. Daddy. 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 <laughs> By the way, UCLA Daddy. sucks, Brian Fenley. Can we get that out there? All right. What so- has happened to your team, yes. huh? Here, here's the thing what happened. It was in the fourth quarter. They went for it you on fourth and it! one at the Arizona State two-yard line. The Bruins should have gotten points. A, a field goal would have made it a six-point game. And then the game would have completely went a different direction. Mm. But they didn't. They couldn't convert on fourth down. They remained up or down nine, and then Arizona State ran with it. But I'll tell you what, that defensive backfield for UCLA, you guys saw there are some holes there. 
And it is concerning considering the way Jaden Daniels, I think he made himself look like a better NFL prospect by the kind of game he had. And Andy's probably having a field day talking about his Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, no, no. Big B, you're, UCLA Bruins were like my Notre Dame fighting Irish, just in reverse, where Notre Dame gets shut out in the first half. The Bruins got <laughs> shut out in the second half. Yeah, it, it makes no sense to me considering the way this team played earlier. And, and again, maybe the LSU game doesn't look the win against LSU as spectacular considering that LSU lost again. And here's the other thing, guys. UCLA lost to Fresno State, and then tonight, or if you look back late Saturday night, yesterday, Hawaii beat Fresno State. And UCLA beat Hawaii by like 35 points. So like, what what is going on? Yeah, it's craziness. It's craziness. This is my nightmare! (laughs) That's what I think about every morning when I have breakfast and waffles with Andy. On that note, I'm going to dump or jump right into the NFL and what's going on later on today. So some notes as far as injuries are concerned. According to NFL Network, the Chiefs are so wowed by wide receiver Josh Gordon in practice, they could be greenlighting him by next week. Wow. Richard Sherman, how about this, guys, who became a buck on Wednesday, projected to start tonight against the Patriots. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is a thumbs-up to play today as he's overcoming a back injury. 49ers tight end George Kittle is tabbed a game-time decision with a calf issue. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook, who did not play last week, is pushing through an ankle injury, and he is set on playing as well. As far as college football, a couple notable games. Number four, Penn State, butchering Indiana 24 to nothing as the Hoosiers were held to 69 yards rushing. They turned it over twice and they punted it eight times. Number seven, Cincinnati. Did you guys see the end of this game? They beat number nine, Notre Dame. Brian Nose finding Irish 24 to 13 as Andy Furman was doing his happy dance as Des Ritter found the end zone three times. Number 19, Oklahoma State is 5-0, so is number 17, Michigan State. Mississippi State punctures number 15, Texas A&M, 26-22. Will Rogers had three touchdowns. Number 25, Clemson hangs on. Kentucky, and he's got to love this as well. Kentucky humbles number 10, Florida, 20-13 up in Lexington. Stanford, as the guys were talking about, getting through against number 3, Oregon, 31-24 in overtime. The Ducks had three really costly penalties on that last Cardinal drive at the end of the second half. And then finally, guys, we talk about all this football, but there's a lot on the line with baseball later today, including the NFL or the excuse me, the NL West is still up for grabs between the Dodgers and the Giants. If That's big. Th- this is huge, guys, considering how well both of these teams are playing. Yes. Dodgers win today. Let's say they do and the Giants lose. That would take us to a 163rd game of the regular season. A tiebreaker played in San Francisco on Monday. That's which, so silly. Which yeah, which would then decide who wins the division, who wins the wild or who goes to the wild card. But right now heading but into But time today, out for a minute. Don't 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 you guys, I mean, don't you think it's foolish? I mean, it certainly is breathtaking and everybody loves that one game deal one and done. However, in in basketball, the NCAA tournament is tremendous. It really is. But in baseball, after you play 162 for everything to ride on one yeah. game, I think no. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I we think can get crazy. into that more. I'm just saying the tiebreaker game. Yeah. You play 162 games and you don't have a tiebreaker other than, I guess we got to play an extra game over I'm here. With you. Really? 
Really? You play 162. I mean, really and truly, why would one game throw out the other 162? It's stupid to me. I mean, in the NCAA tournament, I love it. One and done. Boom. But in baseball, you're playing 162 for six and a half months, and it all boils down to one game. Something's wrong. Yeah, Andy, I'm with you because it, the the more you elongate a season, the more it relative should be that postseason as far right. as a, a longer. You should look tell at, who the winner is after 162. Well, I can tell you this: you are the winner as my father, Andy Furman. As I, I send you. it back to you and Brian. No. All right. Thank you so much. Hey, please don't ruin this guy. We'll get to that in just about a minute. We have Bronx Talk Radio come up in about five, six minutes from now. And we got the Detroit Lions, Chris Peace, Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Detroit's getting three. And, and why I say don't ruin him, this just, look, Justin Fields last week, it, was, it wasn't fun. It really wasn't. Uh, the Browns against him, they're getting 418 yards. The Bears only getting 47 yards. 47 and, and, yards, dude. It, it was crazy. And, and the... Justin Fields was sacked nine times. He completed yeah. six passes. You got to let this guy grow. You just can't throw him to the wolves. And Matt Nagy, I mean, it, it just, he didn't do anything offensively to clear that pocket out for him to, to, to give him some life. Come on, you're going to kill this kid. Well, here's the thing, man. Uh, he's just not ready. That's the bottom line. I've been banging this drum since the preseason when a lot of people got all excited about Justin Fields who had a couple of highlight plays in the preseason against backups. And and it's like, if you watched his performances, he wasn't ready against the bills. He almost died. (laughs) Remember when Andre Smith, he didn't see the, the rusher coming and his helmet popped off. The headband popped off everything from the neck up popped off. It's like, you got to see that coming. And he didn't. And last week is not a shock. He's just not ready. And I think it's ridiculous for anybody to point the finger at everybody but Justin Fields. He's part of this problem. Like, oh, it's no not doubt. just Matt Nagy. It's the offensive Matt Nagy line. Didn't help him. It's, it's also Justin Fields. Oh, like, I agree. the amount of excuse making on the behalf of Justin Fields is nauseating. He's just not ready right now. And that's not only the Bears' fault. That traces back to Justin Fields as well, but it has been excuse city and blaming everybody but Justin Fields because right the now. They fan gained 47 Chicago, yards of right. offense. Because the fan base in Chicago is looking for this guy to be the savior, and Andy Dalton can't play because of his knees, so he's thrown into action. But you got to give this guy an opportunity to get some quick release passes and not being sacked nine times. Look, the offensive line didn't do him any favors. Matt Nagy didn't do him any favors. But again, it would be better off. He'd be better served to be on the sideline learning the game with a clipboard and watching Andy Dalton, what he does. But he can't because Andy Dalton's not playing. Here's my thing, Andy. I'm curious how you think about this too, but uh, I don't have a problem with a young quarterback getting in there and taking his lumps as long, as long as he's not developing some really bad habits along the way, right? Think about Trevor Lawrence. He's taking his lumps right now with Jacksonville, but I'm not seeing him develop really bad habits that are going to be hard to break going forward. What you go back to remember David Carr with the Houston Texans and he was just baptized, right? He was just getting sacked left and right, well, taking Peyton a bunch Manning. of hits. When, when, and, and when, to, when, no, 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 no. Peyton Manning's a great example of he took his lumps, yeah, but he didn't de- Andy. He took his lumps, but he didn't develop horrible habits. I'm fine with it. With Justin Fields, he's taking his lumps and he's developing bad habits. You can't have that. You can't wreck your young quarterback. If you watch Justin Fields, he's Mr. One Read. 
It's like he's looking at his one read and he's like, the guy's covered, the guy's covered. Oh, gosh, I should be getting clobbered any time now, right? And he's having a hard time going through his progressions. That's a bad formula. That, so that what are you saying? Developing bad habits. Are you saying that he's not a good student of the game? He's developing bad habits. I mean, I just uh, look. You, you got the quarterback in New England. Is he developing bad habits? No, because the New England Patriots have developed an offense for this guy to somewhat succeed. They run the football and they do short, quick passes, and he's not getting hit and he's not getting hurt. So I blame more of this on Matt Nagy than on Justin Fields. No, you're one of the many. Where it's, no, no, it's not all Matt Nagy. No, no, it's also no, it's on not Justin all Fields. Matt. I didn't say that. It's not all Matt Nagy. It isn't. But I tell you what. If Justin Fields was on another ball club, it would be a different story. It would be a different story, really. So it Okay, let me clear this up because you're putting words in my mouth. I'm not saying he's a bad student of the game. I'm not saying anything like that. I am telling you that he's getting clobbered right now. He yes, doesn't he have is. much protection up front, and right. he's developing bad habits along the way. That's way different than... Like, like Trevor Lawrence, who's throwing a bunch of picks, and maybe he's making a silly decision there. Oh, I didn't realize they closed the gap that quickly, and that led to a pick six. Those are learning experiences. But he's not developing horrible habits along the way where he locks onto that. one receiver, and he's worried about the rush, and he's worried about getting decapitated. That's what you're seeing from Justin Fields, and I, that I, that is I'm not with, good at all going I'm forward. I'm with you on that, but I will tell you this much. When you use the word bad habits, it's a little too early to throw that term out on Andy. Andy bad habit is locking on to one receiver and not going through your progression. That is, is, is number one in terms of a bad habit for an NFL quarterback. Bad habit is not eating the football and throwing picks and when you're getting rushed, throwing the ball away. And I've seen Trevor Lawrence do that. Now, is it a bad habit? It's it's a learning experience. But the point is this. We'll find, find out down the road if he continues to do that. That's all I'm saying. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, look. There's an argument on just about every street corner. We're going there to find out why. Why? It's Bronx Talk Radio, and it's freaking next. Bronx Talk Radio coming right up. It's about 11 minutes now before the top of the hour, and this is Fox Football Sunday. He is Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, but right now, let's go to the Bronx. Guys, guys, guys. it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris. Uh, uh, I don't know what's going on with the American League wildcard. Someone freaking help me over here. I don't understand. All, actually, I've got all I had to do was win. All the Yanks had to do was win yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they have to win. They have to win. That's all they got to do today is freaking win over here. But they didn't freaking win yesterday. So I don't. I, there could be a freaking for another layer to a to to the playoffs. We can have a four way freaking tie. They'll be playing till Christmas. No, they won't. They'll be playing till Thanksgiving. Maybe I don't know. There you go. Yeah. You sound like you're in pain. I like that I'm in uh, pain. sound effect. To <laughs> I am this in addition. pain over here. You Dodgers fans want to complain about maybe having to play one game to get in. I don't know. Yeah. What about our divinely ordained destiny to be the Yankees, to go deep in these freaking playoffs? It's amazing what the American League Yanks and Red Sox are tied at 91 and 70. You got the Blue Jays and Mariners. They're tied right now as well. 90. It's- Nine, they got ninety wins. Ninety. So they could, if they both win, and the Sox and Yankees both lose, four-way freaking tie. Amazing, really. 
We got chaos. I'll tell you what. You settled down over there, Chris. All right? You've Why had faith this whole season until now, and now you want to unravel. This is where I, you got to double I down on faith. faith. I have faith, but I am also allowed to shake a little bit in the foxhole. Yes, and if the Yankees have to play the Sox, they'll have to play them in Boston because Boston won the season series. Well, I'm not worried about those freaks up in Boston. I'm more worried about the Blue Jays. I don't know what Canadians get up to in their free time. I don't even know where Seattle is. I think that's Canada as well. <laughs> and if they have to go to Canada, don't they have to quarantine for like 14 days? They won't be able to come back for two weeks. I don't know if they're still doing that anymore. I think I think we're good to go on that. It could be a freaking so. conspiracy by these Canadians to try to take over our maple syrup or something. I don't know. There you go. There you go. I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. This, 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 I'm actually excited, though, too. Like, this whole freaking baseball is going nuts. I don't understand it. My Reese's monkey brain trying to figure out all these tiebreakers, and all I want to know is you're going to have a one game you know, to go home. Let me tell you this real fast, though. I would consider not having your final day on Sunday where it's going to get, you know, completely. Bingo. Right. right? With a full right. day of NFL football. Make it Monday. You can own the day, right? All these tiebreakers, all these scenarios. Imagine how much better it would be if this was Monday instead of I, Sunday. I'm with you 100%. You always go but, into that. You always go into like, oh, everyone's right. got to get out of the way of the football. Uh, it Don't should. Football's going to smother baseball today. Yeah. As far as not viewership for us in the Bronx. Ratings. I'm not watching the Giants. No, I don't know about I'm not going to watch know. the Giants. <laughs> uh, speaking of football, though, this is an interesting story. So Urban Maya crushed Jacksonville Jaguars, crushed by the freaking Cincinnati on Thursday night football. Crushed. So Urban, they, they lost by a field goal. They lost by a field goal. They crushed. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> he was Urban Maya was apparently devastated. So devastated, they apparently went back to Columbus, hanged out with some friends, and a video has resurfaced of what we believe to be Urban Maya grinding with a very young woman who is not apparently his wife. And I say, who cares? I don't, I'm tired of that what? stuff already. Really? <laughs> who cares? He's a married guy. Yeah, he's a married you know guy. The only person who should care is his wife. Do you really care? I don't care. I care. What? Why do you care? I, I want to know. Because Let's it's get freaking this out funny over here. That's why I care. <laughs> this guy is 0-4, and okay. he's like back in Ohio rather than dealing with his playbook. And he's got someone on, on Snapchat going, who is this? He keeps flirting with me. And he's wearing a salmon pink Ohio State quarter zip. Drunk out of his mind. Once again, who cares? That's his business. You just his, you his gotta business. be better than that. You're Urban Meyer. You're not Joe Schmo. You can't go to a bar with some girl. You're in doing. You are in. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do. Really, and obviously he's doing it. But why are we talking about that? You should because he's Urban freaking Meyer. That's why you should know better. There's no doubt. It's Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise. The fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Is the hype bigger than the game? Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. Yes, this is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Here's the guy, my partner, my friend, the one and only Brian No, and away we go. B, how's it going? Uh, I'm, it's, it's all about a mindset here, Andy Furman. You know, if I'm looking forward to week four, things are great. If I'm looking back at Notre Dame's pathetic showing against Cincinnati, things aren't great. You know, so I'm more focused on going forward than looking back. You know what I mean? So I can stay in a positive frame of mind. I like the term you use, pathetic showing, and I'm going to, I'm going to underline that. I think that the University of Cincinnati had a decent win yesterday. They beat Notre Dame, and it's great. And they're pounding the chest. The pathetic showing was the fans and the media in Cincinnati after the win. That, to me, was disgusting. It was New Year's Eve, Christmas, all wrapped up in one. And you know what? I, we had the greatest tweet in the world from our guy, Justin. He said it was almost like UCF coming to Cincinnati yesterday. UCF, and that's what well, they do. Here, here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on this one. You should be fired up. Go crazy. Why? You know, they, they, they won. It's a nice win. It's the they biggest win. What, right what's better. been a bigger win for them, you know, in their history? And it's not saying that yesterday's win was unbelievable. It's really an indictment that the history hasn't been anything. Right? right. Like, so that's a big win. Celebrate it. Know. 
I'm celebrating the the win is great. Desmond Ritter, I was so happy for the kid. I really was. They had his mother on TV. They were crying. I love it. I'm happy for Luke Fickle. I'm happy for the team. I think the media went a little overboard. They went crazy, and that's okay. I mean, they're allowed to do that, and it's good. For, look, this city. If has it's been okay, so, then why are you banging on them? No, it's okay for them to do it. I didn't like it. Okay, and I will say this. Maybe they did it because this city has been so downtrodden in sports over the last 10, 15 years. They have something to kind of hang their hat on. Maybe that's the reason why. The Reds stink. The Bengals have stunk. And really, University of Cincinnati has not been doing much. So maybe now they have to, they're putting their hat on top of this. So, you know, that's fine. I, I didn't appreciate the extra hype. It's just so much. You know why? Let me tell you why. I don't See, think you least... can be happy. I think if the local no, news I'm ha- I'm was like, all right, and Cincinnati takes down Notre Dame. Nice win. On to other nice stories. You'd be the... like, that's it? That's no, it? No, but no, now they throw they, it's a big deal, and you're like, too big of a deal. It, no, you're you're Goldilocks you over here. You're no, very no, no, hard no, to police. No, 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 not at all. When Notre Dame, media covers, and you know this, you're from South Bend, they cover Notre Dame, win, lose, or draw, home and away. At Cincinnati and Cincinnati football, the media doesn't travel with this team. They don't go to the away games. But yesterday, they all went to Notre Dame. So, you know, it's like Johnny come lately. That's what I'm upset about. You know, if you're going to be with UC, be with them win or lose day and night every day, every game. doesn't work out that way. They don't travel with them. But yesterday, everybody and their mother was in South Bend covering the game. News reporters, sports reporters, you name, uh, food reporters. You. You, name, you, know what you, did? you know what you did, Andy Furman? You got up today. You're about to get dressed, and you're like, let me put on my cranky pants. That's what not, you did. I'm, I'm you put on fact. your cranky pants this I'm morning. happy for them. I am. I really am. Oh, it sounds like you're I'm happy for, the, for the, I'm so happy for Luke Fickle. You don't know. I really am. I'm, I'm happy for the team. I'm for the players. The media. But, but front runners. But they are. They're front runners. That's what it is. They're not front runners in, in South Bend, right? The South Bend Tribune covers them day and night every day of the year. All right? That's, that's all I'm saying. In Cincinnati, when, when was the last time a TV station went on an away game to cover the UC Bearcat football team? That's all I'm saying. Like I said, you threw on your cranky pants this morning. Okay, that's all I got for go. you. Okay, can we continue just for a little bit now? Because in Bronx Talk Radio, Chris mentioned this Urban Meyer situation. And I'm not cranky about this. I'm cranky about people have the nerve to take a photo of someone of importance, you know, a, a figure. Really? Out there really? That's the car- and, They have uh, the nerve to take a yeah, picture. Yeah, the nerve. Yeah, really? I think it's nervy. I really do. I think it's imposing on a guy's privacy and putting it He's on Twitter. He's in public, Andy. Are you serious right now? Would you want that? I mean, obviously, he, he should have known better. Do you think that if you step out in public as a very well-known person, do you think that your picture is never going to be taken? Is do you it live right? in an idealistic I, world or no. the real world? I know it may very well be, and if I was out in a bar like Urban Meyer was with some woman, there's a good chance that it would get taken and maybe put on Twitter as well. Yeah, but is it it's right? On him. Is it right? It, no, 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 no. You're way wrong on this one. This oh, is please, not on no. the person taking a picture or a video. Oh, yeah, it's of a Urban bad Meyer. optic for Urban, no doubt. It's a yeah, terrible optic. It's on Urban Meyer. Who should have it's known It's not better. on someone taking a public picture or video, Andy. Come on, dude. Like, no, that's wait a ridiculous. Minute. Let me ask you this, point blank. you got to be a pretty low-class individual to take that picture. No, 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 no. You, You've got to be you pretty low-class to be a married guy well, and have right. someone half your age grinding on you in public. What okay, are you doing? I hear what you say. Would you do it? If you were in that bar, would you have taken that photo and put it on Twitter? That's all I'm asking. 
You would. I know. I know you. You're too good of a person. You wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Nah, really? I, I can't. Like, I don't see why you're a bad person to be like, holy cow, someone's, uh, I don't know, grinding on fill in the blank. <laughs> right? Like, right. Uh, so, I, so no, I know it's a bad optic and Urban should have known better and he shouldn't have done it because obviously he's going to answer to his wife. Or, or that, that's his business. That's his private business. And if he wants to do it, fine. And he, he has to suffer the consequences. I'm just looking at the guy or person who took that photo, took that video. No, you, and, again, you, gotta have, you, but you have like, to have a life. No, Get a life, no, please. No. To worry You're so about wrong Rosa. on this. You're way oh, wrong on, on this. No, there's no right or wrong here, Brian. No, no, no you're dead wrong. Right. Dead no, wrong I'm not. I'm not. To and be like, how dare that person take a video you got to be a really? life to take there, that. There's no video to take if Urban Meyer isn't acting like a moron. Oh, I agree. Okay. I, well, then I it's said on it's Urban a bad, Meyer. I said it's a bad optic for Urban. There's no doubt he should have known better, and he should have realized there's going to be some cretin out there that may be taking his video. I understand that. But to stop and take your phone out and say, wow, look at no, Urban Meyer. That, that's Let me the send day this and out. age we live in. Are you kidding uh, me? Oh, Do you yeah. realize what people uh, take pictures and videos of? Anything under the I, sun. I, I, so, I yeah, get it. So Urban Meyer has to I realize do that it. as well. And he if didn't. I was at that bar, I would not do that video. I wouldn't do it. However, whoever took that video may be getting some cash for, 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 for placing it with some media outlet. Really. I, I just don't understand why you think this Stop is it. an indictment on what? Like, how dare this person, this miscreant, take a video? Really? How yeah, is that yeah. like a, an an indictment of your character or something to take some, take a video of something like that? That that Breaking makes no sense to me either. Well, you know what? I wouldn't do it. I, I'd like to see the type of person that would do it. I would say honestly, most people would not do it. You know, a media person might do it because it's somewhat of a story on, on the social page, really. But other than that, I wouldn't do it. And again, I agree with you. Urban should know better. He should realize he's a public figure. He's out in public. There's a possibility that everybody who has a phone basically is a, quote, photographer, and he could be getting that. But maybe he didn't care. And, and you know what? Again, who knows? Maybe he's separated from his wife. I don't know. So who, who, why would you even care what Urban Meyer does off the football field? I don't. I don't Andy, really care. Andy, Andy, it's... <laughs> what? You, sometimes you just miss it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that, I don't think so. No, I don't you're think you're so. You're so wrong on this one. Like, to sit here, like, let's investigate that story. Why would anybody care about what Urban Meyer is doing? Because he's Urban Meyer, all right? Well-decorated three championships, wow. very well-known head coach in the NFL. He's a story, all right? Do you care? Do you care? Honestly, do you care that he's with some woman in a bar? Honestly, yes! do you care? Yeah, it's yes! a story. You care? Okay, yes! fine. Yes. yes. What, what kind of story? Yes! Tell me. Fill me yes! in if I'm such a blockhead. Fill yeah, me in. Tell me what kind of Urban story. Urban Meyer, another yeah, chapter in the book of idiocy. Like, like, what are you doing, dude? You've got to have more sense than that. That, that's why I care about it. He's a well-known head coach. He's had a ton of success in college. He's struggling mightily in the NFL. Yes, he yes, is yes, a yes. story right now. And as a married dude, he's having some young girl grinding on him in a public bar. What the hell are you thinking, man? And you want to put it on the guy who shot the video. That's oh, insane yeah. to me. Just insane. You know what, though? I told you that I agree that Urban Meyer, it's a bad optic. He should have known better. He should also realize that, A, he's a public figure. B, there's a possibility everybody with a phone would be taking a photo or a video. He yeah. should realize that. I get that. I'm with okay. you on that. But the right. point is this. you got to be somewhat of a real creep to no, want to do that. Yeah, you do. No, you yeah, you don't. do. No. Yeah, okay. 
I, I think you do. And you know nope. what? If you, I, I'd like to get some feedback on Twitter. I really would because I, I, I'm, I'm marching along. I'm not doing this to create any sort of controversy. I, or sometimes be, I wonder about you, Andy. I'm not. Just, this is the way I feel. I would I, not like, do it. For the most part, I'm like – no, it's just Andy. He's he's just no, no. Say, if yeah, I was but, in the no, if but I was every in the now and then you come up with something so outlandish. I'm like, does he? This really isn't outlandish. This, though? Yes, to you, it's outlandish. It's our, not, I, we I'll got, we got to tag in our tag team partner. See, we allow him one, one, on one, our one, show. One last he, thing. He, he doesn't allow us on his podcast. Okay, one last thing before, before he comes in. Before I forget this, if I was at the bar with you and Chris, and one of you two decided to take out your phone and say, "Let's video this," I'd say, "Don't do it." I would tell you not to do it. I would say, "Well, then leave then." Andy, because this okay, is something fine. that needs to be documented. Okay, go, Chris. <laughs> this, what has just happened here for I, 10 minutes? I don't know. Is very, very, this is peak Andy, Brian. And I think you walked into, I don't know if you walk, completely walked into his trap, but you don't like, he, he's he's done the two things he always does. Oh, yeah, is what that, are they? No, no, because you, were, you, you make a big scene out of agreeing with Brian to show that you agree with his major point, which is the actual story, and then you throw in the butt and you go to the minor point that most people oh, stop are blowing it. Don't, right don't past be so psychological. So I'm, don't try to be smart. I'm, I'm just don't be smarter down. than you are. No, and now no, back I, into the corner, you no, have now stop. appealed to Twitter. You know, you're you are. Don't try to be a professor, Bruce. You're not. Believe me, and you're not a psychiatrist. And don't get me on the couch. I like I'm not psychiatrist there. Chris. There's a ring yeah. to that. I like. All I'm that. saying is this: I do agree. I got to be foolish not to agree that Urban Meyer put himself quote at risk by doing that. Really, of this is a guy who has repeatedly talked about right. health, especially in reasons. Columbus. He was a hero in Columbus, especially yeah. in Columbus. But all I'm saying is this: that yeah. Bad optic, shouldn't have done it, not, definitely not in Columbus, and, and know, know what you're doing. But number two, the point is this. There it to is. Take that, to take that photo, you know, would you, you would do it. Yeah. You would do it, right? You are trying to use point number two to bury point number one. <laughs> I'm not, you see, but that's where you're wrong. I'm not burying point number one. So get that out of your skull right why now. Why is point two even important? Like, it, it's, it. Wright's got nothing like to, to see, do with that. No, it does. I'd like to meet the person who took that video, if he's out there, maybe in the sound of our voice, and call us and say, why did you do it? Was there money involved? That's all I'm the, all And right. I get it. This is, it is a story because he's a public figure. You know, any entertainer or sports, or sports person who does something out of the ordinary becomes a story. I get it. You know, if I got a DUI, I'd be written up in the papers, right? I'd, I'd be a story. Correct? Do you get it, though? Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I don't think you do. I really don't. Because you have to see the entire picture. You're looking at half of the picture. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on, okay? We move on right now because I'm getting winded. I'm getting frustrated. And I feel like it's, it's me against the world. And I always seem to be losing. Everybody, where, where's, where's my support? You know? I just want to win. Andy, it's not... Bro, if you just make a better argument, people are going to be on your side. If you make it's a, a bad argument, argument, we're going to be against no, you. No, it's the a hell of a, it, it really is a good argument. And maybe, maybe someone will call up and support me and, 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 and tell me that it's a pretty good argument. You know, I'll give out the phone number. By the way, the Twitter account's at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR. Or we could get the phones maybe on this one, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We got Bonnet betting in this hour. And Brian Noah knows picks in hour number three. Now, they need to follow the same script today. That's next.
It might be three straight. We'll get to that in just about a minute, 20 past the hour. Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. And we roll into the National Football League Week 4. Your team, my friend, the Dolphins are at home against the Colts. The Colts are getting two and a half. And I'll tell you about the Colts, if you like. Carson Wentz, their quarterback, he gave it a go on those two sprained ankles last week. And you know what? He played like a quarterback that was on two sprained ankles. No <laughs> doubt about it. Yes, he did. Yeah, I like that. That's a that's a good description by you. And uh, I mean, Miami has a pretty good defense. Real good. And, you just think, I don't know, Andy, about you. Sometimes I will fall into a trap of thinking uh, in the NFL, okay, the Colts are 0-3, for instance, and we thought they were going to be a better team. They certainly have a lot of talent, so it's right. it's got to change, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does. Other times, teams show you what they are, and uh, the Colts, instead of thinking, well, things are going to change and it's going to even out to some degree and they're going to be winning more football games, Maybe not. Maybe they're just not good enough right now. And well, Carson Wentz with the yeah. two gimpy ankles, and Miami has a good defense. And Jacoby Brissett was serviceable last week against the Raiders. So uh, he Colts are staring Aaron zero and four in the face, and that's probably even though we have seventeen games. That's probably their season if they go to zero and four, Andy. Well, I'm hearing you right now, and it could be the third straight loss. For the Dolphins, because they lost to Buffalo, lost in overtime last week to Vegas. But I don't think they're going to lose today. The Colts are getting two and a half. And, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, he didn't run the ball once last week. He threw it away several times. They lost to the Titans 25-16 because they had three turnovers. So it's ugly in Indianapolis and uh, not entirely all their fault because of injuries right there. So we'll see what happens. But the good game today. Who do you like today? Who's your pick in that game? I got the Dolphins, but by, by at least the, I got the Dolphins. You know, okay, yeah. You, you got to get some respite over here. I mean, you're Notre Dame fighting Irish when you got to you got to get a win with the Dolphins. I mean, come on. I'm in your I'm in your corner. What about Cleveland and Minnesota? I mean, the Browns controlled the Week Three game against the Bears. They they got to the quarterback, and Miles Garrett had like four and a half sacks against Justin Fields, and and that was you know a very porous offensive line with the Bears. But the Fields was hit 15 times. What they got to do is keep that same script for today. Minnesota's getting. One today, the Vikings. They're an unlucky team. You like the Vikings, and I like the Vikings, and we talked about them. This team could easily be three and zero. There's no doubt there. Yeah, yeah, they could be. I thought it was a phantom Dalvin Cook fumble in overtime right. against the Bengals. They had a chip shot, 37 yard field goal. Greg Joseph missed it against Arizona, and then they were very good last week against Seattle. So yeah, they could be three and zero, but they're one and two. I always. I, kind of amend what Bill Parcells famously said, you are what your record says you are. I always add the dot, 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 right, to this point. You are what your record says you are to this point, but it can change going forward because I think we would both agree Minnesota's better than your run-of-the-mill one-and-two football team, right? right. I, I think they're better than that. Uh, but against a, a very good Browns team, it's a great matchup. This is one of the, the low-key great matchups of week four. I agree. Is the Browns, think about that, Andy. We, we can talk all about Justin Fields and his first start and Matt Nagy and the lack of adjustments and the offensive line. To hold a team in the NFL to 47 total yards in it's a game, it's unheard of. Right. And that's what the Browns did last week. So obviously a much tougher test 
against uh, Kirk Cousins and an offense that is uh, much better than the Bears are right now. Uh, so we'll see what the, the Browns do on the road, but make no mistake, Minnesota will be fired up at home again. They got a little bit of momentum with their first one of the season against Russell Wilson, who is as dynamic as it gets in the NFL, and they shut down that Seahawks offense pretty good. Yeah, and you know, you don't hear much about uh, Guy Baker much this year. I mean, he's been low-key, getting the job done. But you know what? He's just he's serviceable. I mean, he's not an elite quarterback, and we know that. He's looking to get some money, and he probably will get some money because I think if the Browns win, they don't want to break up what they have. That's the key. You know what you got. You don't know what you don't have. But they got Chubb. They got Hunt. They got some, some receivers out there. So, you know, Landry, Odell Beckham. So, I, I think this Landry's is Landry's team- out. Right yeah, now, but, I mean, on the roster, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, that's yeah, but, fine. But, but yeah. Beckham, but the point is that I, I think that this team can make a playoff run. Can they go deep oh, in the playoffs? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how deep they'll go, but I think oh, they, they got a lot of talent. Play. Yeah, yeah, they do. I love that Odell game. Beckham Jr. coming back. He was pretty good. What was it about five catches, seventy-one yards? I think so. He did a yeah. little more than yeah. I thought, uh, but he looked pretty good last week. I, I think this about Baker, Andy. See if you buy what I'm selling here. I think overall he's. A mixed bag. He's good. He's not great. But I also right. think this. I think that we get on roads. <laughs> this sounds very strange. But we get on roads as fans. You and I like broadcasters, right? When you go back to Baker Mayfield, week one against the Chiefs, and he throws an interception to basically lose the game. That's big. Right? They needed a drive. He threw a pick. And you get on this road in terms of your thinking, and the road for Baker is like, eh, right? Because he threw the week one pick. It takes a lot to change that. It takes a lot for you to exit off of that road and take another road with your thinking of how you look at a player. So I think the way this year has started for Baker with that interception in week one against KC on the road, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take not just that you're – run-of-the-mill 1 o'clock game where Baker today is playing at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and it's one of nine games. You know what I mean? Like, it might take a standalone primetime game where he's just magnificent for you to say, man, Baker's pretty good, right? It takes something like that to change your opinion and get on another wavelength with how you think of the guy. I don't want to be a troublemaker, but but I want to – kind of back up the wagon for a second. I remember that game, and they had Kansas City by the throat, and they had that interception. And then I'm going to go back to what you said earlier today, because I do, God gave me two ears, and I do listen. And I listen very intently to you, because you do say a lot of intelligent things, which I usually write down. And you talked about bad habits with Justin Fields. I still think that Baker Mayfield has some bad habits as a quarterback. I do. I really mean that. I mean, I just, I I don't trust him. Well, what are the bad habits? I mean, the, the, I think he panics. I think he panics in situations. I don't think he's used to having a, a lot of success in the National Football League. Yeah, it's success in college. You know, it's a different game. It's a different ball game. I, I, I don't see him being poised as some of well, these other quarterbacks. I, I think this about Baker, and he's gotten better at this, but um, it's funny. When I was working in uh, Portland, C.J. McCollum is a big Browns fan. He loves really? the Browns. Yeah, he's from Ohio, so when he would come on the show, we would mostly just talk Browns football. And I told CJ one time, I'm like, CJ, man, uh, I got to break it to you. I don't think Baker's that good. And he was like, why? He must have went nuts, yeah. No, 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 he didn't. He, he wanted to know why. And I told him, this is a couple of years ago, but I said, he makes some wow plays. He makes some special throws. It's the simple plays that he doesn't make 
as consistently as he should. Where it's uh, there was a game against the Ravens a couple of years ago, and he made a couple of wow plays, and then it's a like a five yard out pattern that would have picked up a key first down at the end, and he just airmailed it. That's the type of stuff. It's those little plays. It's the simple Which plays. Could be Sometimes he leaves those on the field, right? I, yeah. I don't know if it's a bad habit. It's just he's talented enough. He's just got to be more consistent. He's gotten better at that, but there still are some easy throws, some simple right. plays, and he's just like, you know, double face palm slap. Like, how did I miss that? You know what I mean? He has too many of those still. Yeah, and rather to bang on Baker Mayfield, I will give him a kudo because I do enjoy his commercials for that insurance company. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, really yeah, do. there's some good ones on there. I like with uh, Jedrick Wills, his offensive lineman. I like when oh, yeah. he, Baker's selling his cash? shoulder pads. That's <laughs> funny. Pay- That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, good. I, I don't like, I like the like gossiping Baker. one. The gossiping one is lame, right? Where they yeah, see the yeah. – yeah, I don't like that one. That's stupid. And overall, if you ask me, I think Baker is good for the National Football League because he's somewhat of a face. I like him. He's a personality. You know, forget about the quarterbacking skills. I just like Baker Mayfield. I really do. Well, I listen, I like someone who stirs the pot, and he's been that guy for a while. He's not doing as much stirring as he used to, right. but um, when there is a dude that uh, kind of upsets the market, sometimes that's fun. You know, so there have been some things that have certainly made me tear my hair out, and I don't see the sense in what he's saying or doing at all. But uh, it's better than your run-of-the-mill, boring, buttoned-up guy. You know, I'll take off center, <laughs> even if you drive me crazy, uh, just for the theatrics of it. So he certainly right. provided that. I do like people that stir the pot. You know, I'd like to be like that one day. I really would. Well, hey, you stirred it last segment with uh, oh, Urban Myers. I'm trying my best. There we go. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Now, they prove that they're human. And we'll explain why next. But first, to Brian Fenley with the latest. Thank you so much, Andy and Brian. And some would say Tom Brady, not really human, given just how well he's played for so many years. And according to ESPN... Brady needs 68 yards to become the NFL all-time passing record leader. And so when he leads the Buccaneers into the land of the Patriots later tonight, according to the Patriots, they are going to make mention of it if he gets to that 68-yard threshold, which you would assume he would. So a little mention, but they're not going to stop things for a a full-on ceremony. That is what the the team is saying in the Patriots as he will and Brady be visiting his former employer Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is going to give it a go today as he is overcoming a back injury 49ers tight end George Kittle is playing despite a calf issue Vikings running back Dalvin Cook is good to go despite an ankle injury. Richard Sherman, who just signed a couple days ago with the Bucks, is in the starting lineup tonight against the aforementioned Patriots. Dolphins quarterback Brian No is going to like this. Tua Tungavailoa is going to miss the next two games, but he will return for October 17th in that contest. So he is on the IR, but they'll take him off it within the next couple of weeks. As far as the college football slate is concerned, just hitting on a couple of the the keynote games that finished up later on in the day on Saturday. Number four, Penn State waxing Indiana 24 to nothing. Seventh ranked Cincinnati. Andy Furman's Bearcats, they storm past Brian Nose, number nine Notre Dame Fighting Irish 24 to 13. As Des Ritter thrills with two touchdown passes, he also ran in a score. 
Kentucky bashes number 10 Florida 20 to 13. The Stanford Cardinal bear crawl past number three Oregon 31 to 24 in overtime. Number one Alabama, number two Georgia winning in convincing fashion as well. And the NL West is up for grabs in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers a game behind, but if they win today and the Giants, you are in first lose, we get that tiebreaker situation. That scenario is set up for Monday, a 163rd game, a contest that will be played in San Francisco to decide who is that champ of that division. The winner, of course, is your division holder, and then the loser goes to the wild card. As they send it back to two wild cards of the their own. It's Andy Furman and Brian No. Thank you, my friend. And then we'll see you in an hour. They need to win badly. We'll tell you who they are in just about a minute. Matter of fact, he is Brian No. I'm Andy Furman and Bottom Barrel Betting in less than 10 minutes. And I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. They've dropped two. They're one and two. They're at Philadelphia. They're one and two. Eagles getting seven in this game. And sometimes, B, the schedule maker does favors from above. For shining a light from heaven. The Kansas City Chiefs need to win really bad. And Philadelphia is going to prove that they, uh, they they delivered for them, really. Hey, the charge, Justin Herbert, he threw for 281, four touchdowns, no INTs, in a 30-24 win over the Chiefs last week. He was 26 for 38. Justin Herbert is now 2-1 and one against Kansas City. Unbelievable. Well, Kansas City is uh, 0-3 against the spread this season. They are in their last 14 games. Listen to this, Andy. Against the spread, KC is 1-12-1. That's insane to me. Wow. It's wow. Look, it's an overvalued team from the public in terms of the betting market. And uh, it's not to say, I think people really misconstrue this when I say the Chiefs are overrated. It doesn't mean they stink. It doesn't mean they're a bad team. They're still a Super Bowl contender. They're, when all is said and done... The talent that they have and with Mahomes there, they're going to win a ton of games. They're most likely going to win their division. They're going to be a really tough outcome playoff time. So let's not be stupid here. But when I say they're overrated, I just mean they're simply overvalued, which they are. Like well, They're rep. thought to it's, be it's a, a 9 or a 10. They're really an 8. They're, yeah. they're really an 8 right now. So that's what I mean when I say overrated. I don't mean they're a 2. I don't mean they stink out loud. It's just, no, people think that they're more of a juggernaut than they've ever been. Yeah, and, and rightly so because of what they've done in the past. You know, it's like everything else we talk about, and I hate to change the topic for a second, but I will. We talk about the college football rankings. I mean, it's this year. You've hit on that so many times. It's what you've done this year, not what you've yeah. done the last five years. It's this year. And look, that's what people look. They can't, oh, you mentioned Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. They're going to win. Boom. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You're right. No, that's right. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Is And, and really think about this too, Andy. During their Super Bowl season, Think about all those deficits. And uh, when I brought this up a while ago, it's like, well, who won the game, right? Of course, the Chiefs won. But it's not a good long-term formula. They were down 24 to nothing at home against the Houston Texans. There are many times you don't win games like that, right? right? They were down by double digits in the AFC title game against the Tennessee Titans in their Super Bowl year. They're down by double digits against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. You typically don't have a lot of success going forward with that being your formula. You know, like you give them credit for being able to finish the job their Super Bowl year, but they were never as dominant as they were perceived to be. You're not dominant and down by double digits in every single playoff game. You right. know what I mean? 
But people don't look at that. They look at the win-loss record. That's what they do. Most well, and, do. But I think that now that we've had time and more information, you're seeing this. Again, against the spread, 1-12-1 in their last 14 games. Right. You start to look back at that Super Bowl season, and it's like, oh, yeah, that guy, no, that I thought was a complete doofus and a knucklehead <laughs> when he was saying this. There was something to it, right? Like, they have never been the juggernaut they've per- been perceived to be. They've well, the never Eagles, been that team. Right. The Eagles have to control Tyreek Hill. That's a key right there in the game. But I think Philadelphia has a pretty good front and they could put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes today. So we'll see what happens. We know what happens when they put pressure on Mahomes. We saw what happened last year. So uh, if they put pressure on Mahomes and they kind of control Tyreek Hill, it could be a closer game than one thinks it would be. I think the Chiefs win this one, but I think they win maybe by only a touchdown. Uh, yeah, well, they got to cover a spread at some point. Like all this talk about them being overvalued and overrated and all that. Like it's a one and two football team that's got a lot of pride and a lot of talent. And after getting kicked around the last two weeks, or at least with disappointing finishes, right? Uh, they had the game against Baltimore. There was a silly interception by Mahomes late. It unravels. Right. Against the Chargers, they're in that one. Again, another late interception by Mahomes. Very uncharacteristic. So you might see a lot more focus today with the Chiefs heading into Philly with a losing record. But you go back to that defense, Andy. You know, Chiefs defense, I'm seeing a lot of points, just game by game. 29 points given up to the Browns, 36 to the Ravens, 30 to the Chargers. So how much do you trust that defense against an offense that has been struggling with Jalen Hurts and Philly over there? I think This is a get-right game for KC. I can't imagine they're going to drop to 1-3. and three. But I, I just don't know if you trust the defense enough for them to cover Yeah, and we've always compared the Kansas City Chiefs defense to a Big 12 conference defensive team. Really, that's the way they play defense. But you look at Patrick Mahomes, nine touchdowns and three INTs already this year. That's very uncharacteristic for him. Uh, they'll they'll, yeah, they'll I, get healthy today. They'll be fine today. And I, and I hope Andy Reid's healthy as well because they rushed him to a hospital after the game last week. He was dehydrated after that game. Yeah, that's always scary when it, there's ever a trip to the hospital. But thankfully, he's in good health it just shows how highly he's thought of around the league, right? <laughs> I mean, tweets galore from players now or former players, media people all over the place. Well, right? like, he just looks like a likable guy. I never met him, but you got to believe he's just a likable yeah. guy. Good old guy. Well, hey, I, he, I've never met him either, either but he, he's highly thought of in league circles. Yeah. There's no doubt. There you go. An easy one here. An ugly one, really. The Titans at the Jets today. Jets are 0-3. Titans 2-1. Jets are getting six and uh, on their way maybe to a to the perfect season, which is very difficult, but they're no, on their way. No. They're on their way, though, they're really. They're not on their way. The, the no. Titans... It's very difficult. It's not going to happen. But once again, tongue in cheek, don't take it that serious. Take okay, us down. all right. You make me wonder every now and then, Andy. Take like, us down. Okay. They're not Titans. going 0-17. No, no. Titans beat the Colts 25-16 last week. But look at this Titans team. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, right. Ryan Tannehill is going to pick that secondary apart. Andy, uh, the, the, the two players that you mentioned are not playing today. They'll play. The no, they, no. I thought the game time decisions. Well, I, I believe there's no Julio, no A.J. Brown, both with... Well, they uh, don't need him, really, but I, I think they're uh, game-time decisions. But should they play... They, they're both out, definitely? I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's the game-time decision. I mean, the last time I looked, there was a game-time decision. But look, the Jets can't stop the run either, so it doesn't make much of a difference. The Titans are going to win and win big today. Um. Well, look, Derrick Henry might be enough. They might just, uh, you know play bully ball all game and uh, mix in the pass with Tannehill, even though they're big guns, their wide receivers are down with those injuries. 
Uh, but man, this Jets offense, good lord, you talk about stink city. Whew. It is brutal with Zach Wilson and company right uh, and now. And I feel got for the shut guy, out really. last week. I know they're playing against a good defense in Denver. You got shut out four interceptions the week prior against the Patriots. It is a calamity of errors over there. Zach Wilson right now as we speak, two TDs, seven INTs. You talk about growing pains. Jeez. His percentage of uh, completion percentage is like 55%. I mean, come on. I mean, you know. It's rough. Are the boo birds back, right? You talk about making a problem worse. These numbskull Jet fans that are like, boo, I don't like all these interceptions over here. It's like, dude, it's the second start. What are we doing? Wait, wait, wait. What are you doing? Time out. Time out. Now, I'm going to say something now. It's going to hit right you in the heart. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's Yesterday, hear I heard them booing the Irish at Notre Dame. So don't talk about boo birds, okay? When you're paying that kind of money, I think it's stupid. No, I wouldn't do it. Him. Yeah. What? See, there you said it. That's the key. So you agree with me, and then to Chris's point, our technical producer, no, no, you bury no. the lead with all these no. other ancillary I say, well, things. When you're paying that kind of money, you have every right to boo. Is it right? No, I don't think it's right. Stupid. But but why it's it is stupid? Gee, what does it prove? But they were booing at Notre Dame yesterday, and to boo a college kid, I think that's it's even worse than boo. Look, you boo a pro, uh, okay, I could live with it. Really, I don't think it's right. I think it's stupid. But to boo a kid that's going to college, I just uh, why? Unless I guess these people have money on the game. Why are you booing? So you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. No, I'm not really. Okay? It's wrong. You're it's saying stupid. you pay your money, it's totally fine, and then you're saying it's not fine. You're saying well, two look, things at once. No, no. If someone's booing, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid. It's a waste of breath. But if you're going to boo, you know you can't do anything about it because a guy's paying his money. He has every right to boo. He has every right to do it. They're not throwing you out of the game. You could boo. You're not going to be uh, thrown out of the out of the stadium for booing. You're allowed to do it. I think it's wrong. I think it's stupid. It's a it's a waste. It's it's counter like you said. It's counterproductive. That's what it yeah. is. I don't yeah. know what what the point is, but I get it why some fans are. You're paying big okay, money. Okay, you're off and, and running good, here. Let me let me bring you back to what brought you want to see a good product, Zach Wilson. The Jets quarterback was booed in his home debut against the Patriots. I'm wondering right. if he gets booed again today. He very well might. I'm but sure it's he counterproductive. Will. It doesn't help anything. It's an adult temper tantrum. It's stupid. Right, but it, it happens, and it happens all over. It happens in every sport. It does. That's just the way it is. That's the way fans are. That's why they call fans they're passionate, and they're fanatics. Fans are short for fanatics. A lot of fans are dumb. The well, Jet I mean, fans' last home game were dumb. There's no other way to put it. Would you say the Notre Dame fans were dumb yesterday for booing Notre Dame? I, I would say it's counterproductive. It doesn't make any sense. Would you say they're dumb? Game. You, you, you use the term dumb. I, 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 it's, <laughs> it's okay. I, I let you slide. It's your okay. rookie quarterback who you're hoping will be there for the next 15 years, th- that's as dumb as it gets to boo him in his home I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm with you there. Oh, there we go. Brian No. Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday and Fox Sports Radio. A game off the field that is as unpredictable as the game on it. And we call it bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking betting. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Here come the money! Ten minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, Bottom Barrel Betting. Coming right up, let's play this game! Yeah, for me. It's Bottom Barrel. Oh, Nick, I thought you was late. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yes, it is. He's back and he's ready to roll. The one of the only, Nikki B. Hello, Nikki. Hello, boys. It's great to be back in this chair for Bottom Barrel Betting. How are you guys doing so far this morning? It's been a really eventful morning. Yeah, it, has it has been. been. Yeah. Great. All right, well so here. last week, Brian, you went three and two, Andy two and three. Okay, right. back on top, finally. Finally, all is right in the world. It's good, yeah. it's good news right there. Thank you, Nikki yeah. B. No problem. Yeah. So, guys, we're going to start off uh, in the NFL, where the Cardinals are taking on the Rams. So the Cardinals, so far this season, have scored a total of 103 points, and the Rams have scored 95 in their first three games. So my question to you is, who will have more total points scored this season when this game is over, the Cardinals or the Rams? Total for the entire season or today's game? Entire season. So in four, first four games combined, who will have more the most points scored? Okay, go ahead, B. You're up. It's a very fancy way to, like, we could just eliminate this. I think the Rams are going to win. Um, and uh, I see what you're saying, right? Will they win by... Okay, all right, yeah, I take it back, I take it back. So you're basically asking, will they cover eight and a half points today? Basically, right? yep. If I did the math, I'm going to take Arizona in that one. Yeah, give me the eight and a half when the spread right now is four. I'll take the extra points. Hmm. I will take, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take the cards. I'm taking the Cardinals in this one. I am. Uh, Follow my lead. I'll take you to the promised land, Andy. Yeah, well, it didn't happen last week, or two weeks ago. 
I'm going to take the Cardinals. You know why? Because yeah. I have no idea what this question's all about, to be honest. Take, take the, the extra way, points, no, right? No, the, well, it's the extra it's, points, I know. But the way he worded it is like, I, after the 17-game season's over, who's going to have more points? It took a little, it took a little time for me to get the concept, but I got it, right? I took the scenic route. We're there. We're there. Okay. So we're going to move right. on. So we're going to okay. head to the MetLife Stadium where former yeah. Titans, now Jets wide receiver Corey Davis, he's going to face off against his former team for the first time since signing his new deal. So, guys, over under 70 yards for Davis against Tennessee. Ooh, I'm up on this one. Corey Davis. Uh, uh, I'm going to say under. Under today. Wow, that was difficult. Yeah, under all day in this one. Have you seen that Jets offense? Good Lord. No one's going to deliver the ball to him. That's why. Guys, it's been the most talked about game all week long. Bucks at Patriots. Tom Brady, of course, facing off against Bill Belichick. Over under three and a half times Brady and Belichick are asked about each other during the post-game press conferences. So if Brady's asked about Belichick twice, and same thing for Belichick, we hit the over? You hit the over, yes. Oh, yeah, over. You got to go over on that. You know what? I'm going on the under. I, I, I just, it's enough for Are you really going to listen to both press conferences from beginning yes. to end, Nikki B? Yes. I'm going okay. under. I'm going right. under that. Don't All right, guys. We're going from the Grand to the dartboard. 24th Boyle Sports World Grand Prix starts today. Gerwin Price is favored to win and defend his title. Will he succeed? Yes or no? Well, that's kind of a toss-up there. Will he succeed? Yes or no? I say no. Yes. How? Yes. Who am I to doubt <laughs> yeah. this guy? All right, guys, real quick, last one. Yankees and Red Sox, they're playing again tonight against two different teams, of course. Over, under, two and a half home runs scored between the two teams tonight. Oh, over. Over on that one. Over on that um, one. Yeah, I'll take the over. All right. right. Backs against the wall, Bronx Bombers. And that's going to do go. it. All right, now this partnership is looking pretty super. We're going to tell you all about it on Fox Football Sunday coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's the reason we'll tell you who in just about a minute. By the way, this is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, and it is now my pleasure to introduce my partner and friend, the one and only Mr. Brian No B. Week four, and we're rocking and rolling right now, rolling down these games. We are rocking and rolling. I got to say one thing that I think is ludicrous right here. What Brian Fenley just said in his update, they're not stopping the game tonight, Sunday Night Football when Tom Brady surpasses Drew Brees for the most yards passed for in NFL history, really? They always do that. That's Bush. That's almost as bad as Purdue uh, getting that big drum not being allowed into Notre Dame, (laughs) right? But think back to, remember with Peyton Manning, he set an all-time record. They stopped the game. It's this huge deal. Remember when Drew Brees, he set an all-time record? They I do it in it every touchdowns. sport. They all, in every sport. I know you remember, especially in New Orleans, I believe it's against Washington, but he threw a touchdown pass to Traquan Smith, and they stopped the game. Drew Brees is on the sideline hugging his kids. It's right, this whole that was thing. That was They're just going to be like, oh, and there it is. Uh, Tom Brady with the completion to... Mike Evans, that actually sets the all-time passing record in NFL history for the most yardage, and they're just not stopping. Just on to the next play. Really? They That's happening to tonight. Be, because they have to get the ball. 
To Canton. I got to stop. That's freaking insane. Well, I, I can't what, believe they're going to be like, ah, almost 81,000 yards passing in his career, but eh, it'll be first down and 10 for the Buccaneers at the Patriots' 43 yards. If, if that game was played anywhere else but New England, they, they didn't announce that they're going to stop it. They'll stop it. They, they got to stop it. They, they have, have to. to stop. That's what they always do. They always right. celebrate these all-time records. You're exactly right. And then getting to that game for a second, the hype of this game, in my mind, is almost bigger than the game itself. It really, I mean, but I will tell you this much. Kudos for the National Football League. And certainly the game deserves the hype. But there's no other league, there's no other sport that creates so much drama, creates so much, you know, storylines than the National Football League. You know, I, I don't know if it's by happenstance or, or they create that or or they just have good stories where other sports maybe bury the stories. I mean, there's some great stories in baseball today. I'm not going down Andy, that road. Oh, my gosh. we don't, Dude, yeah, we get it. There are big stories in the NFL. We don't have to compare it to every single sport every single time. Okay, but this game tonight, the New England game, I mean, come on. The hype, it started It started last Monday. Really? And I knew you even said this. I mean, baseball's got some great stories, but they buried it because those games that are being played today should have been moved to tomorrow. Well, yeah, I, I think that would have made football. more sense. Yeah, right. it's going to get just dominated But why are you so football. upset when I bring this? I don't you get do it. this all the time. I didn't do man. anything. Like, I'm just saying that the Brady story, to me, is bigger than the game itself. It is. Well, look. How can I, I agree do this with all that the time? Part. I don't understand. Just, don't, don't bring baseball into this, okay? Let's stick with the NFL. We don't have to do a, a tale of the tape, all right? We get it. But in terms of the storyline, I mean, goodness, what other game has the storyline that we have tonight? Brady wins six Super Bowls with his former team. They part ways. He goes to another squad, wins a Super Bowl in year one, and he's back to his old stomping grounds in Foxborough against Bill Belichick on the other sideline. You can't create a storyline that's better than that going into a game. Now, I don't think the game's going to live up to that hype, but, man, that promo that NBC put together with the Adele music, and oh, my gosh, that is as top shelf as it can get to promote a game. But I will tell you this, but the game has been promoted heavily, but the story, the, the, the stars of that story have been button mouth shut. Think about it. Brady hasn't really said a thing. Belichick never says anything. Right. So, so it because been, why? Because, there's nothing because to they say. know they know that it's going to take away. Uh, it's just going to create unneeded drama, it, and that's why these guys have been so successful. They're all about business. They could easily get into a you know ancient history assessment of think how many coaches really Andy in the same situation would have really gotten into this. Like, now I got to set the record straight. I wanted Tom Brady back and and go through the whole thing. Like, it serves the Patriots no purpose whatsoever for week four. That's all Belichick is thinking is week four. He's not thinking about the history of Brady being there. He's made a couple of comments about how great Brady has been. But it's about week four. It's not about six rings and everything in the rearview mirror. That's not how either of those get down. Right, and that's how they do their business. But you know what? You tell me what coach has really gone bananas and gone crazy when he has moved to one place. I'll give you an example. Andy Reid had a lot of success in Philadelphia. He really did. After he left, they didn't have much success, maybe one year or so, and he went to Kansas. Kansas City. Did he ever dump on the Eagles after he left? I don't think so. There's no sense in doing that. No, no, no. no. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to take the high road and all that. I'm just saying there are a lot of coaches that that look back to something that really doesn't matter for the next game. 
Like we always, a lot of people crack on Belichick for being very buttoned up and being stodgy and right, like very short with the media and all of that. I, I don't have a problem with it because it's all about, listen, what's Belichick? He's like, we're on to Cincinnati. I'm not talking about the last week's game. I'm not talking about how Brady played. I'm not talking about this, that, or anything else. We are focused on the next opponent. If you want to talk about that, I'll give you all you want. But I'm not going to do this whole thing that creates all of these headlines and creates distractions. Like, I actually give them credit for nullifying all the BS, right? Instead of feeding into it, it would be way worse if he did You know, for the Patriots. Funny. You, you, you look at the Patriots' schedule, and on the 14th of November, they're going to be playing the Cleveland Browns, a team that Belichick coached in New England, though. I mean, and I'm sure some investigative oh, yeah. reporter so right. is going to bring that up and say, hey, Bill, you know, you kind of like got bounced out of Cleveland. He'll, he'll never mention it. Yeah, you know, it was time to go. He'll just sort of say, uh, I don't want to talk about it. You know, we're talking about a game. Yeah. I, I'm sure. And that's fine. But, you know, again, that's what he does. But that's what most people do who have success. You know, the ones that dwell. Right. You, right. Look at Lane Kiffin. Look what he did in the college game. All these talk. I mean, it's crazy what he does. He takes away from his preparation, perhaps, of the game. What do you say, Liz? Like, to bring popcorn to the game? I mean, I don't he, have an issue with that. But, but right, in terms of Belichick, Brady, I, I, like, focus, your mindset, the next opponent. I think a lot of times we roll our eyes like, you know, the the most important game is the next game or the it next is. opponent. But it is. It, sure. It's a cliche for a reason. It's the truth. <laughs> and I think both of those guys have been uh, – a large part of their success is the ability to focus on what matters and to really lock in on the next game and the next opponent instead of thinking about all of this other stuff. I mean, think about Tom Brady. He is the gold standard. If anybody – ever had motivation and reason to look back and just rest on your laurels and be like, man, I've won seven Super Bowls. I'm good. He could have said that like at six. He could have said that at five. He could have said that at four, right? And he's never done that. So they're all well, about that's the reason why he left. Forward. And that's the, the reason why he left New England, because he wanted more wins. And he knew the team surrounding him in New England wasn't good enough. He went to a better ball club in Tampa Bay. And it shows you, even at the age of 43 at the time, he had that still the desire to win, not to kick back and, and put it on automatic pilot. He just wanted to win, and he knew he could win, but he needed a better surrounding cast. Well, I think it's a lot more than just that. I think that's part of it. But there are so many layers to this with, you know, depending on what you believe. And there have been a lot of reports out there. And Seth Wickersham has been very close to this. He's got a new book coming out here in a little more than a week. And they've been promoting this leading up to the game on Sunday night, obviously. Mm -hmm. And Brady, according to Seth, has been bent for years for taking less money and wanting a long-term extension. And really, if you think about it, Andy... Belichick, over the course of NFL history, would have been right. Like, he typically moves on from a player sooner than later, right? Yeah. And he would have been right with almost with every quarterback in the history of the NFL. We've never seen someone this old be this productive. And so Belichick was willing to move on and go to the next phase. And it just so happened he was dead wrong because Tom Brady has turned out to be the freak of all freaks with being this productive this old. Yeah, and you know what? I think that one factor 
Certainly the, the team personnel was a major factor of his deciding to leave. But I also think, and a lot of people don't discuss this. Andy, I if they the gave clients, him a long-term extension, he would he, he'd still be a Patriot. No doubt. He would still but, be there. <laughs> but I think part, part of the, uh, the, the allure of playing in a warm climate had something to do with it as Andy, well. Andy, if he got the long-term extension that he was looking for, he would still he be a patriot. But, but he didn't. If he, he didn't. Right. Obviously, he so, didn't. Right. So, so that's all so I'm saying looking. is it's not, right. it's not just about, oh, I want warmer weather and I want a better supporting cast. If he's locked up, he's locked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, he, but he never got it. And right. That's and why they never said, gave him that. Right. And I think that part of the problem was, not a problem, but part of the reason was that, you know, he didn't need it. He thought that money would be used to allocate other salaries on the ball club. And certainly right. his wife was making tons and he well, didn't really need yeah. it. So, But it, there is an ego. Thing. Everybody has an ego. You know, I'm sure. Okay, all right, let's spin it forward. How about this? Heath Evans, I'm curious what you think about this. Heath Evans, former teammate of Tom Brady. Right. He said earlier this week, Tom Brady would rather beat the Patriots than win his eighth Super Bowl. Wow. What do you think about that? I, I, I think he'd love to beat the Patriots, but I'll tell you what, if he had a choice right now and put it in a writing in a contract, he'll lose tonight but win the Super Bowl, he'll take the Super Bowl. I would agree with that. I would agree, but I, man, you talk about I think cutting he wants to do both. deep. Think about that, Andy. It's the only one. It's one or the other. Losing to the Patriots tonight. Uh, uh, oh, it just can't the happen. Media, <laughs> can't but happen the media is making it out like Patriots, like Belichick and, and Brady should go in a ring and battle it out like they hate each other. I don't think there's hatred there. I really don't. And I, I don't think there's base. hatred there. No, but Tom Brady is – look, we've seen this throughout the course of his career. He'll take any slight whatsoever and use that as fuel. And right. he has right. been slighted by Belichick. And, uh, like, he's going to look at it. He's not going to look at this and say, oh, I get it, right? Aging quarterbacks, you thought that I, I didn't have much left. I, I get it. That's normally the way it goes. That's not how he thinks, right? He's right. like, oh, you were wrong. You counted me out. You didn't think I could do this. Like, you talk about being slighted. Absolutely, that happened multiple times from right. ba- Brady's perspective when he was with the Patriots. And that is fuel, well, he was baby. Slight. And you know what? I'll give you some more fuel. Where he was drafted in the NFL draft. Of that course. was fuel. Yeah. I mean, He's never the, let go of that. The yeah. motivation that he has w- w- was basically transferred but that, that's into not, his success. that doesn't have anything to do with the Patriots. No, right? I understand. But yeah. it was just motivation. That's the kind of guy he is. You know, I'll show you. Drafted the seventh round or whatever it was. I'll show you that I couldn't play in Michigan. I'll, I'll, I'm going to play in the yeah. NFL. And right. he did. You know, It's the next phase. And... I think it cuts even deeper. It's one thing if uh, an acquaintance doubts you. It's another thing if a friend doubts you. It's another thing if family doubts you, you know? Right, right. If my mom doubted me, if my dad, if my sister, my really close loved ones, my nephews doubted me, man, that would cut deep. Belichick doubted Tom Brady. Oh, man, when you talk about wanting to prove someone wrong and make them just eat a souffle of comeuppance, right? This is it, baby. And that's why I think Tampa just absolutely you know, I, I, everything was wonderful. <laughs> Patriots today. Everything was wonderful until what you just brought up because now this hits me, like hurts me and hits me close to home. 
Okay. Because it, me and Brian Fenley, because he's my son, <laughs> and I've I've doubted him from day one, and now you bring this up. I, I think that suddenly you try to do that to smack me in the face. I, I think no, this was no, done on no, purpose. No, because no. I love my son Brian Fenley, but no. I've always doubted him. He's always gone no. astray. He never. Well, did you guys well have in a school. weird relationship. You doubt each other, right? But you yeah, know what know. I'm saying. You absolutely understand what I'm saying. Yes, and I do. That's why I think if you asked Brady, which would you rather have? You can only pick one, beating the Patriots tonight or winning your eighth Super Bowl. I do believe he would take the eighth Super Bowl. Yeah. There's more prestige in that. But, man, you talk about it would be close deeply if he it loses would be close, to the though. Patriots. And also, you know how fans are. You know how the media is. That's something that is going to be a yeah, but for yeah, forever. Yeah, if he yeah. loses tonight, he knows that people are going to say, yeah, but he lost to Belichick in that game. and. The Patriots didn't even make the playoffs that year. Whatever, right? If that's the way it turns out. He knows that. So, no, they can't lose this game tonight. It's going to be great. And they won't lose this game. No, and they're they not won't. going to lose. And they don't no. win. They know that about that. He's Brian O. Get him on Twitter at The No Show. N-O-E Show. At Andy Furman FSR. That's my Twitter handle. We'll read him. We'll retweet him. By the way, in this hour, we'll have Brian O. And those picks at the end of the hour. But right now, he got a kick out of this. That's next. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Something's got to give. And we'll tell you all about that in just about a minute. 22 minutes past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's the big B, Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. And uh, let's get right into this because a couple of games on, on the docket here, the late games at least, are real good. And one of them is Arizona at the L.A. Rams. Arizona by four in this one. And both teams are undefeated 3-0. There's only five undefeated teams. The Rams. Rams by four. Rams are minus four. Oh, Rams by four. I'm sorry. Uh, Rams are three and zero as well. Only five undefeated teams. Rams had a big statement game, big win last week. They beat Tampa, thirty-four twenty-four. And it is funny over here in 2019. The Rams had just two touchdown passes of 50 yards of more through three weeks with Matthew Stafford quarterbacking. They already have three, including a 75 yarder to Deshaun Jackson against Tampa Bay last week. So uh, this is a pretty well stocked L.A. Rams football club. Yeah, it is. And Matthew Stafford has looked great so far. It was a nice win for them last week against Tampa. And uh, right back to it. You know, we'll see. How do they handle success? Yeah. Because that's – you would have to assume that Matthew Stafford is going to do a good job with it. I can't imagine he's going to come out and just lay a complete egg tonight or or today, later. Um, But you think about it, Andy, you've brought up the MVP race, and it's really early for the whole thing, but you've got two legitimate MVP candidates uh, on the same field today, right. Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. They're both off to tremendous starts. So we could have a lot of points today. It's the highest total of the week at 54. So Vegas is expecting some offensive fireworks. But, uh, man, it's the, the NFC West is an absolute gauntlet this year. And depending on how you fare record-wise within your division is going to go a long way in determining who eventually wins this division. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, how do they handle success. In the same token, you could say it was a great confidence builder that went over Tampa Bay. So you don't know which direction they're going to go. And you mentioned yeah. 54 over and under. I'd like to score Rams 30-24 and a win today. That's 54 right on the nose. Yeah, well, yeah. You'd push if you're betting on it, <laughs> if that's the way it unfolds. But I also think this too, Andy, if you look at this Arizona team, very impressive in week one, blew the doors off Tennessee, but should have lost to Minnesota. Right. And we're struggling for a while against Jacksonville last week, you know? It's a goofy team to try to get a real grasp of the Arizona Cardinals. I think that we're looking at them a lot differently, even if their record is just 2-1. and one. If Greg Joseph yeah. of the Vikings can make a 37-yard field goal, it's a 2-1 and one team, and you're probably looking at them a little bit different. So uh, I'm curious how they come out tonight against what arguably is the best team in the NFL right now in the L.A. Rams. Well, we'll see what happens. Although I, I think this game is going to be uh, not as close as one would think. I, I think the Rams really... Do a, do a number on the Arizona Cardinals. And the Arizona Cardinals, as you mentioned, you, you don't know what team's going to show up that day. I just I don't have as much confidence in that. I think they have a lot of weapons on the Rams. I love what Cooper Cup is doing this year. He's got like 16 catches, 270-plus yards, and three touchdowns. So, uh, you know, the only thing the Rams need to be worried about is uh, Chandler Jones. So because they got a pretty good pass rush. But I think other than that, I think the Rams win this one going away. And, of course, the game is in L.A. That's going away, fan. huh? Yes. Yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes you throw these. You had a 30-24 score, and now they're going to win it going away. Yeah, because they'll have the lead built up, and I think Arizona comes back at the end. A little okay. garbage time. Well, all right. Yeah, here we go. Garbage Seattle, time. Seattle, Seattle at the 49ers. Yeah. Seattle's getting two and a half. 
And Seattle needs this one badly. Seattle's yeah. one and two. They really need this game, really. And, and we'll what, what, they've happens. never lost three in a row with Russell Wilson? That's right. a heck of a stat right there. It's not like he's been in the in Seattle for two years. He's been there for basically a better part of a decade, you know? Right. So uh, to not win, to not lose three in a row, it just speaks to the consistency of Seattle over the years. But they have not played good football at all the last two weeks where you just allowed Derrick Henry to run all over you two weeks ago when you had a, a big-time lead. What was it, 24-9 to nine at one stage, I believe? And you allowed Tennessee to come all the way back winning overtime. And then last week, he got manhandled pretty good against Vi- the Vikings, who were looking for their first win of the season. So, uh, I-, I don't know, Andy. This, to me, is a toss-up. Like I think that you can sometimes get caught with your hand in the cookie jar when you just think about the history. And, oh, Russell Wilson doesn't lose three in a row. Well, he very well might, because San Fran might be the better team today against Seattle. Do you see that yeah. happening? Do you see yeah. Seattle losing three straight? Uh, I see Seattle winning today, but I tell you what, the, the question and the question obviously going into the season, when will Trey Lance play? When will he unseat Jimmy G? Jimmy G's going right. to play today, they say, but he made a major mistake in that Packers loss last week. He had that potential right. game-winning drive on the Packers' 12-yard line. He hiked the ball with the running clock, and there was still 12 seconds left on yeah. the play clock, 49 to score. But you know what? They let 37 seconds remaining for Aaron Rodgers to do his job, and he did. Well, I think the bigger mistake was uh, the accidental backwards pass that turned out to be oh, a fumble, and yeah. that was a disaster. But, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you just The Niners had all of their timeouts last week, and there's a running clock, and like you said it, Andy, you were right on the money. 12 seconds left on the play clock, and they hiked the ball. And you just you got to take advantage of your – uh, of your timeouts, yeah. right? Like, let that game clock wind down. You still have all your timeouts. You're in the red zone. Don't give Aaron Rodgers a pulse. And they did. Right, they did. And that completely changes the feeling of Jimmy G going forward. If he, if that game, like, he throws the touchdown pass and the Niners go on to win, there's such a different feeling about Jimmy G today. But Aaron Rodgers did his thing. The Niners lose. And a loss today, Andy? And you might have Trey Lance be the starter next week. That's what's on the line for Jimmy G. Yeah, right now. and I don't know. I'm going to go back to what we discussed early on today. Is that is that a bad habit? It's just just stupidity. Where you just in the zone, you forget if you have a brain a brain freeze. That may have been that. I mean, I don't know what you'd call that, but you don't usually see a professional quarterback doing something like that. He should know better. He should know better. He well, really should. I, I mean, I don't know if you're saying exactly that in the moment. Right? Like to yeah, me, yeah. you've got to be first guessing to be second guessing. So it's very easy to go back after Aaron Rodgers does his thing, leads a field goal drive, Packers win. It's very easy to go back and be like, hey, wait, there were 12 seconds left on the play clock, and you should have let that wind down a little bit more. I think you got to be saying that at the time before Aaron Rodgers even hits the field. And only you can answer that question for yourself. Were you saying that at the time, or was this, you know, you go back after the fact? Right. You're exactly right, but in in this game, I I do like I do I'll tell you right now I do like the Seattle to win. Although the game is in San Fran and Santa Clara, obviously, but I, right, I do like Seattle right. to win. I just don't think they're gonna they're not gonna let they're not gonna let the Forty ers win. Put it that way. I just think they're gonna win. I, I do. I, I, I mean, you, you, look, uh, Russell Wilson. We know his credentials, and I don't love that Niners secondary. It's very young. 
you saw Aaron Rodgers do his thing. So that pass rush has got to be on point. You might see the Niners have more success getting to Russell Wilson. He holds the ball a lot longer, especially Aaron Rodgers last week. Uh, Packers threw a lot of quick passes. So unless the Seahawks have that same game plan with an offensive line that it can be shaky, right? Um, That might be the recipe for the Niners to get to Russell Wilson a little bit more frequently to help out their secondary, which is the weak spot of the defense. So I'm looking forward to this one, man. That's a big game. A lot of consequences for both teams. You have Seattle dropping to one and three, or you'd have maybe – Trey Lance, you start thinking about him. He's warming yeah. up in the bullpen right now if Jimmy G loses a second straight game. I tell you what, from about 4 o'clock Eastern time to about 11 o'clock Eastern time tonight, TV locked in football. Oh, yeah. the, the great games are late games and, of course, the night game tonight. But he's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday. He got a kick out of this one. That's next, but first to our guy, Brian Fenley with the latest. Dad, Andy, thank you so much. And Brian, we have a lot to get to as far as the NFL is concerned. A big day on the gridiron. ESPN is reporting Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady, who is going into today's game against his ex-employer, the Patriots, needs only 68 yards to become the NFL all-time passing record holder. And if that milestone is achieved in this game, The Pats will make mention of it during the contest, but will pass on making a big stink about it, i.e. halting the game. Bucks. How do you? How do you? Yeah. How do you make mention of it without halting the game? I bet the NFL has something to say about that. Well, who makes the final call on that? Is that? The Patriots? I would say the league. The league will overrule the Patriots and say, "Look, this is an historic moment in league history. You got to stop the game." You gotta. At the very least, you know, you don't stop it for 15 minutes, but you stop it for a minute. Brady acknowledges the fans, you know. You got to get Brady the ball, right? Yeah. Or or send the ball to Canton. Yeah, Brady hugs his teammates. uh, This is a historic record. (laughs) They stop it for all of these historic records. It's very petty. Yeah, so what I entail it, guys, to be is like 15 seconds where they don't allow, you know, the the Bucks to snap it, and they just allow him to, to soak in the moment for 15 seconds. I, yeah, I hope that's not yeah. the case, like you guys were mentioning. Yeah. Also, Brian, know your Dolphins and quarterback Tua Tunga-Vailoa, you know, he's dealing with a rib injury, as is Rob Gonkowski, but Tua will miss the next two games while he is on the IR, but all signs say that he will be ready to play October 17th. Speaking of Gronkowski, he's going to now miss a couple of weeks. That is what is presumed now with his fractured ribs. Ravens QB Lamar Jackson, a thumbs up to play today as he is back from that back injury. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook pushing through an ankle injury. He says he's good to go. Richard Sherman, who just signed with the Bucks on Wednesday, is in the starting lineup tonight. As far as college football is concerned, number four Penn State walking all over Indiana 24 to nothing. Kentucky emasculates number 10 Florida 20 to 13 Stanford stomping on number three Oregon 31 to 24 in overtime number one Alabama gets the job done against 12th ranked Ole Miss 42 to 21 second ranked Georgia takes a baseball bat to number eight Arkansas 37 to nothing and finally guys 
something that has sort of been put on the back burner here, but is very important. Major League Baseball final day of the regular season today in the NL West division champ is still not crowned. The Dodgers are down a game against the Giants who hold that one spot. But if the Dodgers win today and the Giants lose, as we had been talking about earlier on in the program, that would set up for a tie-breaking 163 game on Monday in San Francisco. The winner would be your division champ. The loser then would be relegated to the wild card. And speaking of wild card on the American League side, Four teams firmly in the hunt. Red Sox and Yankees have the one and two spots right now. But as they send it back to Brian Noe and Andy Furman, the Mariners and Blue Jays are a game out. So they are still in it here, which I wonder how much in terms of eyeballs are going to be on baseball today. But there's so many storylines that can't be forgotten. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Enjoy the games. There we go. All right. This was a bad bet. We'll get to that momentarily. He is Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. I'm talking about Steelers at Green Bay today. Steelers by six and a half. But we talk about a bad bet. Steelers made a, a tremendous gamble, I believe. They had an 11-0 start last year, and they didn't rebuild. They brought back 39-year-old Big Ben. They added a little defense. They added a running game. They thought... And they thought wrong. The Steelers are now 2-7 and seven since that point in time. And Ben had to throw 58 times against the Bengals a week ago Sunday. Took four sacks. He's averaging only 5.5 yards per pass. Uh, it's not your Steelers of old. That's for certain. Yeah, it's uh, it's been rough sledding for the Steelers. And I think it gets rougher, Andy, where no Chase Claypool, no Deontay Johnson. you got a couple of those wide receivers that are out, and like you said, Big Ben, It's this isn't peak Big Ben anymore. We all know that. The offensive line has regressed. They haven't rushed for 100 yards the last nine games. Worst rushing offense in football. That's, like, all of that is just, ugh. <laughs> That's really bad. So, And, oh, by the way, the Steelers' defense is facing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers today. Now, here's the thing, Andy, is – it didn't show up as much last week because of the quick passing attack for Green Bay. But think about this. Their O-line is still banged up. Elton Jenkins missed the game last week. David Bakhtiari has been out. So we know the Steelers can get after it defensively. And maybe a banged-up Green Bay line, this keeps it a low-scoring game that you hope to grind out and make it a fourth-quarter game if you're Pittsburgh. I just like Green Bay in this one. I just I can't I see too. Pittsburgh's offense having a great game today and it might take uh, something pretty impressive for them to pull this game out. I don't think they'll be that close. I think Packers win by double digits like a 27-17 score in this one. Let's go to uh, Ravens Broncos in Denver. Broncos uh-huh. getting a point in this one. Ravens 19-17 very exciting win over the Lions on that Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal at the gun last year. Now get this, the Broncos are 3 and 0, but how's this? They got those three wins over the Giants, Jags and Jets, a combined yeah. th- opponent record of 0 and 9. So don't be fooled by the record of the Denver Broncos, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh, they've played nobody thus right. far. And hey, give them credit, they're 3 and 0, but when all your opponents collectively have zero wins, that's <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable right there. And uh, we'll see what the Ravens today, where uh, they got caught sleepwalking last week against Detroit and should have lost that game. I don't know what the Lions are thinking. Fourth and 19, 
and you play this soft coverage, and Lamar Jackson made a play, found a receiver, moved the chains, and eventually Justin Tucker with the NFL record 66-yard field goal that dunks off the crossbar. It was unbelievable. But you've got – I hate that. It is one of my pet peeves. I hate when a team that's had success defensively throughout the game, and the Lions did, when they call the dogs off on 4th and 19. What are you doing? That makes no sense to me. I just say stay aggressive all the time, all right, especially in that situation. Don't allow a quarterback like Lamar who can buy time and extend plays. Don't just rush like three dudes and expect to play coverage and it work out. I hate that. I hate when teams play this soft prevent defense and it bites them. And we realize that the Broncos are 3-0 and against some patsies out there, but at least Teddy Bridgewater – give him credit. Maybe it's a confidence builder, wherever it may be. His passer rating is close to 77%, four TDs and no INTs. So a new life for Teddy Bridgewater in Denver, at least after three games. Well, it's a great situation for him. Uh, there's a lot of talent. you got a great defense. you got a good amount of weapons to throw to. So it's a nice spot for him. But look, man, he's like, he's Alex Smith. That's Teddy Bridgewater. He's safe. He's steady. Uh, He's not going to throw you a lot of game-ending interceptions, right? But uh, there are some plays that he's he's not going to be able to make. Yeah. Uh, So steady, Teddy. It's good for a lot of uh, wins uh, against uh, opponents that you're better than. But when you've got to beat the teams, I think the Ravens are a better team right now than Denver is. Yes. Uh, You might need your quarterback to make a fair share of plays because you know Lamar Jackson's going to make his uh, a fair share of plays in this one. There we go. Let's see if we can squeeze in the Monday night game, Raiders or Chargers. Raiders are getting three. Raiders undefeated at 3-0. and Chargers 2-1 and coming off that big win, the Chargers, uh, against Kansas City a week ago, 30-24. And I just think Justin Herbert will have a big passing night against the Raiders' pass defense. Raiders have a hard time stopping the run as well. I, I think that they're, they're, the Chargers are for real. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. And uh, Raiders are a good ball club, but not good enough to beat the Chargers. Yeah, I don't know what it is, if it's recent history or what, why a lot of people are like, eh, they're reluctant with the Raiders. But you think last year, the Raiders had a better record than the Chargers. Mm -hmm. The Chargers, you want to talk about inventing ways to lose games. (laughs) They've done that for years. Yeah, Yeah, but I I think the Chargers have a much better reputation right now than the Raiders do. And I don't know why. It was a nice win last week for the Chargers against the Chiefs. Justin Herbert's the real deal. But just because Justin Herbert's the Johnny-come-lately, I mean, Derek Carr is putting up numbers that are just as as impressive as Justin Herbert is. And Derek Carr doesn't get half the love that Herbert does. So it's just weird to me, right? Like, why would the Chargers – do you agree? I think the Chargers have a much better reputation and people feel more confident about the Chargers right now than the Raiders. Do you agree with that first off? Well, I think it's what have you done for me lately, and the Kansas City win is is a big factor where the Raiders just beat Miami and OT. So that that was a struggle, and it shouldn't have been a struggle. And you're looking at beating Pittsburgh, and now we say, hey, Pittsburgh's not that good of a ball club. And opening day, they struggle against Baltimore, and that was an overtime win as well. So, again, but Derek Carr's getting some love around the league. That's for sure, but uh, maybe not as much as Justin Herbert. Well, I, no, not as much at all. I, I just look at... Okay, the Chargers lost to the Cowboys at home. They scored 17 points. Justin Herbert threw two interceptions. They were bad. Mm-hmm. They they barely beat Washington. And look at what Washington's done this year. Their defense has been a wreck. 
You know, nice win for the Chargers against the Chiefs, but two and one. I mean, it's not the greatest body of work. And yet, I think people feel a lot stronger about the Chargers than the Raiders. It's just strange to me. Like, I mean, compare them the last couple of years. The Raiders haven't been great, but they've been better than the Chargers. So I don't know why that is. It's a funny well, who, thing to who me. Are you t- I am taking the Chargers in this game, maybe by, by double digits. Oh, like I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm taking right, the Raiders we'll in this one. I think I'm, they're I'm, I'm undervalued. I'm interested in your picks. I'm interested yeah. in your nose picks coming right up. But here's one way to tackle COVID. We're going to tell you all about it next. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Nose picks coming right up. That's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Together we are on Fox Football Sunday. And, of course, at the top of the hour, which is about 12 minutes away, you'll have the golden tones of Mike Harmon and my good friend T.J. Hushmanzada. T.J. Hushmanzada, Mike Harmon, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Listen to them on Sirius XM Channel 83. And, of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But right now, it's time to hear... The man of the hour, Mr. Wisdom himself, Brian Noah knows picks. Are you ready for it? Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, yes. for Brian yes. No is here. Yes, yes. You have to think you got. You have to think you got. And now the time has come 
for nose picks. All right, Andy Furman, let's get the bad news out of the way. Huh? One and two last week. One and two is losing week. Where'd it's you not go what wrong? We're for. Where'd you go not wrong? Like, I just I went wrong with uh, I took the over in the Ravens Lions game. Thought <laughs> there were going to be some offensive fireworks. Didn't work out. And I took the home favorite with the 49ers against Green Bay. That didn't work out either. Wow. Uh, but I did take the under in the Bears-Cleveland game. And, man, that was an easy win. But still, losing week, not what we're looking for. Looking to rebound. Now, here is the sign to me, Andy, of a good bet. If you can make a bet and you say, if it doesn't work out, I'm not even going to be mad. That's how confident I am in this oh, wow. bet. Right? Yeah. I am laying, and I don't often make a habit out of this, I am laying seven points on the road team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that they go into Foxborough and they hand it to Belichick I and agree. the Patriots. I hate yeah. to say it, but I agree. I think it's offensive fireworks, and I just don't see the Patriots being able to keep up. So that's pick number one. And tied to that also, Tom Brady, the prop bet with him, touchdown passes, two and a half is the line. Give me the over in this one. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, it's a I personal that. game, right? Like, yeah. I can absolutely see Brady with three touchdown passes before the game ends. No Gronk tonight. You. I don't like that, but I still see him finding the end zone at least. The final three score, times. something in the, in the neighborhood of like 38 uh, 17. Yeah, hey, I, that's got a decent ring to it. I could see that being the case. And the final one here, Andy, I'm going to white knuckle it just a little bit. I'm looking at the Panthers Cowboys game. The total is 51 and a half. I'm going to take the under. Now, my thinking on this is Carolina's been playing good defense. They don't have J.C. Horn, but it's still a very good defense there. And then offensively, the Panthers, do you trust Sam Darnold on the road? There's no Christian McCaffrey. Right. I'm going to take the under 51.5 in this one. I like that. I like that. I like the, I like the over and under about 40, 44 around that area. Okay. Are think, you smelling 3-0? Yeah, yeah, I think a 3-0 no right around the bend. I like it. I, I hope that's exactly the case. But it's time to go your own way, Andy. What do you have for us? I'll go my own way. Here we go. You know, a New York couple whose wedding plans were interrupted by border closings from the COVID-19 pandemic. They held a ceremony at the U.S.-Canada border so the bride's parents and her grandmother could attend. Karen Mahoney and Brian Ray, their ski instructors who live in Katyville, New York, said they were hoping the Canadian border would reopen in time for their wedding. They planned their wedding back in September, but they had to come up with a new plan when the date approached and the crossings remained banned. Now, Mahoney met Ray 35 years ago when he taught her how to ski. Said it was important for her that her parents and her 96-year-old grandmother, who live in Quebec, attend the wedding. And Ray contacted a guy by the name of Border Brain, and he set it up, and everything worked out well at the Jameson Line border crossing where Burke, New York, meets Quebec, and everybody lived happily ever after. Have you visited that area? I never heard of Burke, New York. Okay. <laughs> I always hate when that happens with my home state, Indiana. There are so I many towns. I'm like, I've, I've never heard of that town never ever heard of in Burke. my life. Yeah. They may not even have a zip code. I don't know. Okay, I'm taking you to Connecticut for this story. It's about a massive catfish and a dispute. Okay? <laughs> so a massive catfish was caught in August, and authorities had to withdraw awarding a new state record. Because it wasn't verified. So here's the story, Andy. A 25-year-old man caught this mammoth white catfish. And so he took the catfish to his grandfather's home. And then the catfish was eaten. It wasn't able, able to be verified. 
So the state fish and wildlife wrote on their Facebook page earlier this week, without the ability to examine the actual fish, identification is left to still images and videos, which have proven to be ambiguous and inconclusive to definitely identify the species of catfish in this case. So it would have set a record for a white catfish, but they were not able to verify this thing. So uh, the guy who caught wow. it thinks this is uh, ridiculous, and it's it's a lesson to the fishermen out there. If you Verify. might have a, a record-setting catch over there, don't eat the fish before the authorities examine it. That's amazing. That's a heck of there a story. Go. There we go. Hey, by the way, our time is up. We want to thank you always for yours. We can't wait to see you again. That'll be next week right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy the games. Have a great day. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.